Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of pins about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weird Rider, president of the Navani f- colon fan club. Excellent. And I would like everyone to join me in the Navani colon best colon initiative and post in the comments below if you agree that Navani colon is the best colon. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Unless your name is Feather. <laughs> we're we're starting we're starting good. We're starting solid. Uh also joining us is Alex. Hi, I'm Feather Rider, and as the long-standing president of the Renarin fan club, I don't appreciate the campaigning that is happening in our intro. <laughs> wow. Unexpected. All, I yield my time. Also joining us. <laughs> also joining us is David. <laughs> I'm not here to advocate for anyone, but <laughs> I'm Windrunner on the forums, and I'm happy to be here. Also joining us is Shannon. Hi, uh, I'm Gray, and I don't have any particular strong feelings about which colon is the best. I just like him. And lastly, we got Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. I'm Matt or Comatose, and Adeline colon is the best colon. <laughs> See, I prefer Adeline. Adeline. <laughs> what about Shalon Colin? Oh, get a lot of attention, but <laughs> all right, guys. A controversial choice. It is Rhythm of War is out. I got my pin. I got my shirt, but you can't really see it very well on here. But <laughs> but Rhythm of War is out. We posted a spoiler-free review, so this is going to be the first of two super spoilery Rhythm of War podcasts. We're not going to have Donchard spoilers because there's so much to talk about with Rhythm of War. So you don't, if you didn't read Donchard, mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, but you definitely, you, you got to read Rhythm of War. Uh, it's, it's been, yeah, you have to. You've we're been going, more. We're going straight into end of the book spoilers. Yeah, we're the literally. Spoilers yeah. are coming first. So if you're like, maybe I can get away with it. No, You'll be you sad. can't leave. You will go, be sad. Go finish you right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh. Rhythm of War. Uh, I don't know. Let's just start with Ian. What are your overall thoughts? And we're not, this is not going to be a spoiler free section. None of this is spoiler free. There's going to be two episodes though with the rest of the cast. So my overall thought is this is literally the best thing he has ever written. I don't think he can ever top this book. Wow. All right. (laughs) I mean, he'll probably top it, but come on, Navani. Navani. You've always liked Navani. And yes. I love Navani much more now, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just it's so it's so good. I I love it. And, and like all of the characters are really good in this book, I, except Ishar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into yeah. it. Alex, what do you think? Um, I also thought this book was exceptionally good. Um. Uh, I don't know if I can say that it is my absolute favorite just because like my Renarin loyalty Oathbringer was such a strong Renarin book and that means a lot to me, but I loved the book overall. I thought the plots were super good, super interesting. I, it was amazing. It was wonderful. Strong contender for maybe favorite Renarin aside. <laughs> David. Thank about this book like it's a Lantris 2. No. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? No, no. It's a really good book. It's a really, really good book. Uh, I thought that it was what Brandon said it was going to be and felt very much like The Way of Kings and had a really strong setup for book five, which is important. 
Mm-hmm. And I just really liked how much Cosmere came into this because it's pretty clear that mm-hmm. we're here. Like you're going to need to start knowing about the Cosmere here in a couple yeah. weeks and it's just going to happen. Yeah. Or at least you're going to have some questions about things. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shannon. Um, hi, I really, really liked this book. This might be my favorite Stormlight book. It was so, it went so deep into character work. Um, it was so strong on that front. It was so emotional and it was really exciting in the sense that Brandon did a lot of stuff in this book that, you know, obviously he surprises me every single, every single entry. Um, but it felt like the penultimate episode of a really good uh, season of TV where it's sort of like this isn't the finale yet but they're starting to like wrap up or like bring to the front a lot of storylines and plot lines and suddenly and suddenly they're all relevant again and he's just like here just get everything ready for like the final moment it's so it just like and I find almost that as satisfying as the finale itself it's sort of like the way oh it just it was just exciting the entire time and I loved it Matt expertly crafted. Yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I enjoyed it. It for me, it didn't have the high highs and low lows of Oathbringer. It didn't feel quite as emotionally dynamic um, to me, and I think part of that is because Nivani was such a focus, um, and we saw a lot of her internal struggles. But she's not quite as much of a mess as Dalinar <laughs> and <Carolyn laughs> are. Yeah, so, yeah. like. Navani struggled, but she was never like collapsed in an alley or like, you, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it was so it, it didn't have that emotional um, range that I thought Oathbringer had, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I think Brandon's writing is so on form, like his all his parts with wit, which are always kind of where he shows off, were so good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a very tight, constructed book. And like other people have said, I think it's, you know, there was kind of a mid-front series climax in Oathbringer, and this is like a good book on its own, but it's definitely setting up a lot of pieces for book five. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, this this is this definitely feels like we are setting up for a massive massive thing for book five right like and we'll we'll talk about that of course but it's like ah <laughs> uh, we're getting Calden, your issues let's fix let's let's deal with those shalon your issues let's deal with those uh let's let's set up all the pieces so that we're ready to have just a massive thing and man uh it was we didn't know what the plot of this book was going to be, uh, no. but it's like, oh, we're the fused are going to take over your ethereum. <laughs> like, oh, OK, that's the main plot that we didn't guess that on our prediction episode. That's for sure. Uh, it's just ballsy. I really loved Kaladin's depiction of depression that that really mm-hmm. affected me more than because Ka- Kaladin's depression didn't really affect me as much. But the 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 suicidal thoughts really matched like what I've gone through. And so that, that really was impactful for me. Uh, I felt it was a very tight read. Uh, it's not as much of my favorite book because I still really like the Oathbringer massive ending type thing. And so book five, I think is going to be right up my alley. Uh, but it definitely <laughs> like, it was really tight and really clean to read. And it's, it's just really easy to fly through this book. I think, even though it's the longest book. Oh, Only yeah. barely. Only barely. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, Storm it, my books are Storm my books. Oathbringer does feel longer, though. You're right. Like, yeah. this one yeah. doesn't feel... I didn't think Oathbringer was a slog when I first read it. I'm like, yeah. no, Oathbringer's great. It's a great book. And then I finished Rhythm of War, and I'm like, looking back, oh, Oathbringer's really slow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just by there comparison. Yeah, there are slow times. I think part yeah. two into three of Oathbringer is kind of... Yeah. But, but, like, this, like, you, you really get Kaladin's, like, man... Kaladin, he mm. just gets punched on the ground in this book. Oh, yeah. It's like, jeez. Uh, yeah. By by the way, I I do want to point out a wonderful YouTube comment on the Rhythm of War. Uh, re- spoiler free review that said, "What could possibly be worse for Kaladin than him at Honor Chasm?" That and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> it's like oh. oh this is the book where he jumps see that's the difference <laughs> and it's like yeah. ouch so uh that that comment was very amusing to me <laughs> and I, I i'm very excited to hear that person's reaction and i hope jesse not my jesse uh responds to this here so favorite part we're gonna go around again uh I'm going to start with Ian, and I think you're going to say Navani again. I mean, (laughs) but specifically, like, the sequence of scenes where she bonds the sibling. And and she's like, it's like, well, like, because, like, up until that point, it was kind of the plan for Relaine to bond the sibling. And then, like, she's, Navani is, like, well, bond me. Like, I'm here. And the sibling is, like, no, you're not worthy. And it's like, Navani's like, no, lies. And like, and it was. And then the, the whole sequence of like her singing the anti-void light sea, uh, tone, and then the two of them singing the rhythm of the tower together. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. and, and it's like, I very early on started having started joking about like oh like navani's gonna bond the sibling like yeah it's gonna be a thing and then like as the book went on i'm like it became more and more plausible and like oh wait this might actually be a thing in this book like that that's so cool and then brandon tricked me (laughs) and made me think relaine was going to bond the sibling so brandon was surprised me with something i was expecting (laughs) yes oh sanderson Hearing you describe that, it's very similar to what he did with the Hero of Ages, like he, where he kind of oh, goes yeah. with the obvious choice, but mm-hmm. but you you've misdirected to Vin and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Alex, favorite part? Oh, it's really that's really tough. Um, I think I'm going to go sort of in lockstep with Ian, but I'm going to go ahead and say Raboniel was very much a standout character for me. Um, Mostly in that, uh, you know, when she's first introduced and you hear like, oh, she developed this like biological weapon, you almost get this idea of like, oh, she's going to be sort of like a mad scientist character and, you know, she'll be super evil and stuff. And she really wasn't. She was a very nuanced character and her whole dynamic with Navani was so mutually respectful of one another and 
Like, I'm so sad that I don't think we're going to get any more. I mean, who knows? Maybe Brandon's going to do something crazy and she'll come back somehow. I won't, can't rule anything out. But I, I think this was probably her book. And I, yeah, she was just wonderful. She was great. Never count out the Herald flashbacks. They've that's spent a lot honest, of time that's together. That's actually a oh, really good true. point. Oh, yeah, I, nice. I would love to see more Raban, y'all. She oh, was yeah. wonderful. I, I I do love that scene where Nail's just like, oh, hi, Ulam. And it's like, oh, hi, Nail. What's up? It's all like, yeah, the Heralds will know Raboniel. But in my yeah. spoiler-free review, Raboniel is the new character who kind of steals the show because she really does. Like, Raboniel's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, no, she's dead. No, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. But that, that's a good point with the Herald flashbacks, David. That's that's nice. There's a reason I decided to write her wiki article. Yep. <laughs> Which hopefully will be done by yep. the time yeah, like, this episode airs. Yep. <laughs> the the fact that we had like Navani outsmarting her to land a fatal blow, but then Rabaniel like respects her enough that even as she's bleeding out, she attacks Moash to try to save Navani and probably does save Navani's life. Like it it was a wonderful culmination <laughs> also, to their whole dynamic. Like just her whole like, no, I want to finish the war, but also like I finally like kills her daughter like oh, oh this yeah. is really good and emotional like a lot of depth to her for sure giving giving navani the title and like telling her how what a respected scholar she is and how she's so like they were amazing they were, Th they were those right. two were spectacular such a good plot line loved every moment of it david okay well as the Kaladin fan, I'm just going to jump in with the obvious Kaladin stuff. So if you've read the book, you probably already know what I'm going to say. But there were two things that I'll hit briefly. And the first was obviously Kaladin and Hoyd, the story about the dog and the dragon. It's really that good. That was great. Yeah, that was a great story. The The last line about, like, you know, like saying that, you know, that there will be sunshine again. It's different from promising that there'll never be darkness. Like, oh, that was cool. That's a lot. I, I just I shivered like, remembering how I felt with that line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and also that it's probably on Brace at the same time. And you're like, yeah, whoa, what's like, happening? This is but, not good. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But is that and, what's happening? I did not I, I clock think it that. Is Thank Brace, you, guys. Yeah. That's probably yeah. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one, I was like, OK, this is my Kaladin scene. You know, I got it. Awesome. And then the scene at the end where he has the vision of Tien, like I oh. approach I approach books from an emotional distance and it's like really rare that I have a reaction to a book. I was crying. Like I really I, was. I cried like, too. I did cry yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it just, the, the idea of meeting his little brother as a man, like I just, it just killed me. It's like, you're good it enough so for good. me. I was like, oh, so good. If I think too much about that scene, I start tearing up. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's a really good scene. The, the Calvin stuff is really good, but yeah, the it pain. really is. That's uh, wonderful. And also, one of my favorite Calvin moments is him catching Liren and it's like cutting it a little close. Son, it's like a surgeon must be precise and timely. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten, love it. <laughs> like I thought Liren was gonna die, so. Legit surprising that he survived. <laughs> it's great. It's using what your parents taught you against them is always like the best. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. 
Um, my favorite part was when we saw Ishar's experiments on the table and speaking of experiments there's, there's a cat uh, appearing uh, for her she's Alex. thinking about jumping hold up let me move to the come here dolls hop down oh there she goes <laughs> okay so, so that's Shannon. not my real that's not my real favorite scene. Okay, yeah, I figured. <laughs> but like, it, it is, that's very much like a what the F is going on here, Brandon. Like, you just threw this in the end here. Like, what? What is this? Um, it was very powerful, but it, um, yeah. I wouldn't call it my favorite. Um, <laughs> well, this is a really hard one. First of all, because you guys have said some good stuff already. I know. I, I think it has to be like the dragon and the dog. That is one that's going to be, be with me for a while. Um, with the dragon and the dog, it's Kaladin at his lowest. Like this isn't like a moment of triumph. This is just him like needing something to hold on to in, in that moment. And um, oh, I like I like I had to I had to cry and get up and walk around and stop reading the book for the rest of the night uh, and go to bed. Cause I was like, that was, it was so much. I was like, I couldn't handle like the end of the story. And he's like, okay, but what's, what's the real ending? What did the dog really say? <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, Oh, it's, that was so much. I'm like, I cried in this book more than I have ever in the rest of Stormlight combined. Like I loved Oathbringer. I did not cry during Oathbringer. I cried so much in this book. Um, it was unreal. I'm so, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad Kaladin knows what dogs are now. Like this was so important <laughs> to me that Kaladin knows that dogs exist and that they're Hoyd, wonderful. Void, <laughs> give Kaladin a dog. Oh man, Kaladin needs a real fluffy dog, not an what asshole, a, a- like a real dog. It's just like ten soon. Here you go, Calvin. <laughs> Here you go. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for all the fan art of the dog and Calvin eventually. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's gonna happen. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Matt, favorite moment. Hmm. Well, Raboniel was taken, but I mean, you could say the same thing. Like, yeah, like she is just such a solid character, and I really hope we see more of her somehow because, like. She wins you over like that. Um, I think expanding from there, I just really liked a lot of the fuse stuff, honestly. Like getting to see the fused is not just the enemy and getting some nuance to characters oh, like Leshui and Benwing. So good. And like the comparisons between those three, um, I found very interesting and it really complicates the situation. Um mm-hmm. I am an Adolin fan, so I really like, even I liked how Adolin's arc, even though it was very predictable, like it was like you were like, okay, Adolin's going to succeed in this task because he has to, but Mm -hmm. it still had some twists and turns I wasn't expecting. And I don't know. And I, I just related to his, his struggles with, you know, both not being who his dad wants him to be, but feeling like very constrained by everyone's ideas of him meanwhile being like the emotional support person to <laughs> half the main cast <laughs> so true, yeah, true. Uh, oh. like his, his i think probably my favorite moment is the scene with the star spren in shades more oh, when so he good. gets Shalon to emerge oh, so good it really was just cute. like you're just like yes like we do want Shalon to come out 
and then she like at that part she's very much not and then she just has to and it was just like oh they get their little moment and the star mm -hmm. spread i can just see it in my head and it was yeah. As it poses for them, very dramatic. Yeah, poses for them. <laughs> so that's what I want to see fan art of. Ooh, yes, yeah. yes, we need we need fan art of that. I it's will like, ask to get it to be a thumbnail somewhere. Yeah, uh -oh. Adeline and like Shalon, like like sitting and like looking out over the thing, like small in the corner, and then like in the distance, yeah. like the star spread. Yeah, like I can yeah. picture it in my mind. I yeah. love I love the Adolin and Shallan uh, relationship in this book. Like it, that was like kind of what we wanted after Earthbringer. It's like we need to explore Shallan and Adolin's relationship more. It's like, and they do. We did. We definitely yeah. have done that. Yeah. Uh, my ooh, like, there's so many great moments, but like, I know. But I have to. There, to there's a moment that just like uh, read this book twice, and uh, we chose. Oh, mm. oh, it's so good. Like, I'm so mm. glad someone said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that moment is funny because I think from us be talking on the podcast about like the recreants after Oathbringer, it's like the spread kind of had to be in on it. And we, that's what we all agreed about. But it was the like the actual execution that was just so mm. good. Like, even though that I already knew that. Like, I already kind of figured that that would be true, but, like, none of the Spren knew that, that, that we're still alive, and so it was a surprise for them, and it's just, oh, we gotta get, uh, I think Maya's I, gonna be revived, book five. That's That's gotta be it, right? Like, we're setting up for that. I don't know. I just got chills. I know, I know, it's so good. Just, like, giving Maya that strength, right? Oh, it's good. Real quick, I will say, as someone who wasn't really involved in that sort of theorizing and didn't have the idea that the spread were in on it like that was a really powerful reveal of like mm. oh i never thought that they would have chosen to make this sacrifice and like it's a whole new dynamic on the record i'm sure there's readers who are not the mm -hmm. theorizing sort who are in the same boat and like it was such a powerful moment from like the reveal standpoint too was was great what a great reveal mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. really good and i also I think what helped it pay off was it fit in so well thematically with some of the other things that we're bringing up in the book. Like there's a real theme of people who are disenfranchised or who are quote unquote powerless and how people treat them and how they have agency. Like you have like the, the patients uh, with mental illness who Kaladin is working with. Mm -hmm. You have, you have the dead eyes who are not helpless. And that's also a theme with kind of relaying dealing yeah. with some of the prejudice he faces. And so I think Brandon's kind of been seeding that message throughout and then to have it tie together at such a powerful, pivotal moment was just so good. Mm -hmm. yeah. And th the fact that the scene works, like whether or not you had that theory ahead of time or not means like for me, like it worked way better than the end of Oathbringer with the, like, reveal that humans are not native to Roshar. True. Which, like, yeah. if you were part of fandom, it, it's like, yeah, like, mm -hmm. it, it, it was not particularly impactful for me when I read it. So it's it, like, whereas this, like, was still, like, oh, 
that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that what that was like cool, but not like emotionally impactful about the recreants. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the emotional impact is like the Dalinar stuff, I think, at the end of Oathbringer, right? And like Shallan yeah. talking with Hoyd, like those are kind of the big emotional moments in Oathbringer. Whereas mm-hmm. the Recreants one, it's not played like that at all, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is awesome character moment with Maya and just a great reveal chills every time i have read that scene so mm-hmm. like love that scene so much so those were favorite parts what about least favorite part uh let's let's try and be slightly objective even though we're giant brandis sanderson nerds so you kind of expect <laughs> yeah. that we're going to like the books but Ian, what 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 do you got so i had a really hard time picking something and then i realized that i can just give the same thing I disliked as Don Shard, which is that Brandon keeps doing things that are very similar to things I have planned in my own story. <laughs> totally my D&D game. So, Ooh. Dang it, Brandon. You were capital C connected. That's what it was. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Tapping fortune a little bit. Yep, a little bit. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. Alex. Um, the... And is it going to be not Renarin? It's like uh, not enough Renarin, zero out of ten. Not, not, I mean, <laughs> I wish we had more Renarin, but that's that's always a given. <laughs> um, I think that the sort of sore point in this book was uh, Yasna and Hoyd's relationship for me. I I really like that we have her canon confirmed as Ace. That was really good. Um, and I I liked that Brandon uh, gave us this annotation ahead of time because we've been having lots of discussions with people. Uh, even ahead of the book release about yep. this. Um, their their relationship just, it kind of doesn't work for me. And I, I think part of it is that heteroromantic mm-hmm. Yasna is still kind of weird because it didn't fit the way that I was reading Yasna before. But also, I don't feel like she and Hoyd have great chemistry. Like, their scenes just kind of felt a little awkward to me. So that was that's probably the the point of the book that I'm like, I kind of wish this was different, but it's also a very, very small part of the book. So, and the rest was amazing. So, yep. David. I have two quick things, one kind of serious, one not. The first is that I feel like the possibility of Siladin becoming a thing jumped exponentially in this book. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it it, which it really did, though, uh, with when they're the talking about stuff. Yeah. Well, and just like, like there's a whole scene where he's like, she's like, there's lots of things that we don't know what Spren might be able to do. If you'll just focus, and then they kind of cut it off. But I'm like, oh, it's still going to be in the physical realm by the end of this, at least periodically. <laughs> so I'm glad that she's not as childlike as she was in the way of Kings. I'm not happy about it, but you never know. Uh, and then the other thing that I actually thought was kind of a flaw was I thought there were too many nodes. I was not interested in that part of the book. And it was just kind of like, oh, time for Keldon. Like Keldon's emotional stuff was great, but I did not care for oh it's time for Kel to have a fight again and then get more hurt and then have a harder time so it was just a little repetitive to me on on first read i i i can't say i agreed on that because it was sort of like the the momentum of the book really did work it was just in hindsight when it was like i think in hindsight i think it could have been cut down i would say the worst part of the node storyline was the big gap in time when i had to go to sleep um, after things had gone wrong for the sibling 
and all we, and it was just dead silence and Navani knows she's failed and Kaladin knows he's failed and we just sit there and it was like in like I'm an anxious person like not <laughs> I try I try not to be but sometimes it gets the better of me and it was just one of those like things like I feel so sick to my stomach about this and it's sort of like because of a pacing of an epic fantasy book I know it's going to be like a hundred pages or more until this is resolved and I just have yep. to sit here so it was like it was very emotionally heavy um it's a heavy book I, honestly but yeah. yeah yeah emotionally and physically yeah <laughs> i I, uh, I think i agree with you david like uh, it was fine for me on my first read but on my second it's like this is a lot of calden doing calden fighty things and i'm like i mean on the first read it was totally fine for me but it gets a little repetitive later you know yeah i, I just know. didn't really like the Fabriel device was cool, but I also kind of didn't care about it because it just let Kaladin do something he normally could do. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm glad we yeah. found a way that Kaladin can be kind of cool while not having powers. But it wasn't like, whoa, this is awesome for me. But his emotional stuff was great. So that's yeah. all good. Shannon. Yeah. Um, oof. I guess the only thing I can say, like based on, except for like the node thing, which I already talked about, is just I have to agree with Alex. She got there first. She said it better. <laughs> um it's weird um it's kind of one of those things like heteromantic yasna and it's like i don't i don't understand why her and hoid are a thing like it's one of those things like it, it's like sometimes i look at the other relationships and i'm like yeah this makes sense i can see why this works and i'll defend it this is just one of those ones where i'm like i don't get why this is here like yeah. And especially because it's such a small scene, it could have so easily been removed. I'm like, why has this ended up being important? Is this going to be important in like six books? Like, um, mm -hmm. like that it was so necessary for them to have this relationship. I don't, it's just, I don't get it. Um, and it's like, it's one, it's one small scene in a very long book. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Yep. Matt, least favorite thing. Um... Jasna Hoyt is up there for Jasna. me. Um, or Yasna. Yasna Hoyt. What a rebel. Yasna, what a rebel. <laughs> you can call her, you can call her Jasna. Um, That's true. You can. You can. Yeah. Uh, but I think in hindsight, it bothered me less. But at the time I was reading it, Adolin's trial was driving me crazy. Yeah. Why is that? Um, because the Honor Spren trial procedure. <laughs> <laughs> it is and that's then, a lawyer by the way in case you didn't know <laughs> he, he afterward yeah. i realized oh like that's the point like the point is that their system sucks but in my head i was like no like your honor friend like they should be better at this they should be better at this like the arguments against him are just like so bad and just i just wanted to stand up and say like you guys suck. <laughs> Anytime I want to, I like, I, I get to the point of a book where I want to reach in and tell them how stupid their arguments are or how stupid they're being. I'm like, it's like, it's so frustrating as a reader. Cause like, if only yeah. the characters in the book would say what I think about this and then, and then the problem would be solved. And then. <laughs> no, exactly. But then yeah. it, 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 it resolved in a good way. So it, it, it bothered me less. Um, the, the, the nodes thing was also a little slow. To, and I didn't, the pursuer is a villain. Um, he was a good threat, like that kind of like he could get you at any time. But as a character, I found him very uninteresting. 
I'm glad he's dead and we don't have to see him again. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Like, he, I miss he, Rebonial. I will not miss the Pursuer yeah. at all. It was, it was satisfying that he single was a book villain. Loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, that was, that was great. I totally agree, Shannon. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a single book villain, played off really well. Rebonial, so much wasted potential. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt probably would have been a better lawyer for Adolin than Blended, who was conspiring <laughs> <the> prosecution. <laughs> Uh, and that it probably didn't help that Kallik was insane. As I loved Kallak yeah. being insane. It's just like, you know, that's a pretty <laughs> right. good point. And the honor spread are like not happy about this yeah. at all. But like, yeah. honor spread and like legal procedures being a mess like, does make total sense because they're they're the spread of like honor, not the spread of laws. Those are mm, high yeah. spread. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No. They're so like, like all those ad hominem, like emotional arguments that just yeah are yeah. not good, good. <laughs> that's not how you, that's not how you make an argument that like that's <laughs> logical and makes sense and it's like because pe- because humans are bad people and it's like okay um, citation source source it felt very much to me like that scene from avatar the last airbender where he's in the oh. village and they're like <laughs> We make the laws. I sit. I talk. You talk, and then I decide who's right. And then we like. It just it very much. Felt like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely played up kind of like that for sure. I think maybe my least favorite part was most of the flashbacks. Like I liked the flashbacks. Like they, they the flashbacks were just like fine. You know, like yeah. I loved the flashback when they went to the the prologue again like that was great like that was the, my yeah. favorite flashback and like i did like seeing eshenai and venley's uh past and like how they played off each other like it was it was just fine it didn't really connect that much with the main story i don't know like eh, like it was yeah. fine but nothing like dalinar's uh, in oathbringer but you can't always do that i guess i will say though that I will take this whole book of just okay flashbacks for that last Eshenai flashback. That, that last Eshenai flashback was, yeah, I, I, yeah that that that, yeah. that was really great, uh, especially Stunning. with how it transitioned from like, no, I I was merciful once as the Stormfather, and then we get the last flashback as the last chapter in the book. It was like that was that was a clean transition, Brandon. I I appreciate that. So good. Um, yeah, I I agree, uh, David, but I also wanted to say. Like the the flashbacks, I think in this book, like in Oathbringer, the flashbacks were like almost like a centerpiece because they were exposing this big mystery of what happened with yeah. Dalinar's with B, right? And also just how Dalinar came to be who he is. Um, whereas this book, it felt like the flashbacks were kind of an afterthought. It was like Brandon's like, oh yeah, and I need flashbacks because that's part of a Stormlight book. Yeah. And so he put them in because he needed to and they were good but they weren't like if this wasn't part of the stormlight archive series i think he could have omitted the flashbacks and the book still would have been fine whereas you could not omit the flashbacks in oathbringer yeah Mm -hmm. right like i i will not be surprised if people are like i don't know i think he's overdoing with the flashbacks like eh, i kind of see where you're coming from there yeah i i definitely agree that like Ash and I's final flashback and Vinley and Kolinar were amazing and the rest were just, eh, they were okay. And I feel like part of the problem is maybe just we knew too much stuff out yeah. of them already. Like yeah. we knew a lot about what Ash and I and Vinley's relationship was. We knew a lot about what 
Vinley was sort of doing behind the scenes. And so we got to see some cool stuff about what mm -hmm. their culture looked like before the Alethi got there. But it was like, this is cool background info, but mm -hmm. not getting like cool big reveals. And mm -hmm. yeah. I have two things. One is that I did like that the both the oath backs. The the oath backs. <laughs> no, that'll that'll be a thing uh, in uh, book in eight, five. along with the dawn backs, and you know the oath, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the shard backs, obviously. The quarter shards. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I like that we saw Venli's descent. Yeah, because like she did start from like a noble point in the beginning. Like she wanted to like protect her family. She wanted to like heal her mother. But like then it's like she kept taking a step further and further off the path until she got to the point where it's like, oh, like what even what am I even doing with my life? But I I wonder if the issue with the flashbacks not feeling as integrated with the story is that while Venley has an arc in present day is like it's really Navani's book. Yeah. 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 So there's a disconnect. Whereas past three books, flashbacks is yeah. coincide with the main character. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah, and I do think I saw a wob where I don't know if it was Brandon's original intention to have so much of the listener stuff in Words of Radiance. There might not mm -hmm. have originally been a plan for those scenes. Mm -hmm. And okay. so I think that this was supposed that to be, sense. oh, you know what the listeners were like now, really. And then it's kind of mm -hmm. like, ah, it just didn't work out as well. And I do think we kind of, we lumped our three most interesting flashback characters in the first three books. And I don't know, some people might care about Seth, but I don't care about Seth. I mean, so. I'm interested I'll, to know what's going I'll, on. I'm care. I, I, I will care. I know when I get there. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about Shinovar, but yeah, like, you know, I, in yeah, terms of like true. the characters yeah. that I am interested in seeing their past, we got the three of them right off the bat. I also think this is a function of the fact that our three main characters have now had our three main flashbacks. And yeah. You know, I think this is just going to be a thing that happens for also with book five. I'm not going to yeah. comment on what the back five will look like. I'm just like, I can't even picture. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I wonder if like it might be the same thing. Like if there's going to be like three main characters like that are stand out above the rest in the back five, like maybe it'll be the same thing where it's like it feels weird when we get to like the not main three. I don't know. It yeah, just, maybe. Like that yeah. was nice lore in the flashbacks. Like, like there's. Mm -hmm. A lot of interesting stuff there, but like it's like eh, it's eh. a function of three main characters, but five books, <laughs> five book arcs. Yeah, so. yeah. I I think that's a good point. Like if we hadn't had the Esh and I interludes and in Words of Radiance, these probably would have been a lot more interesting and powerful. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And also, I will say I care a lot about Zeth all of a sudden <laughs> because as of reading this book, I realized he shares an inordinate amount of personality traits with one of my favorite D&D characters that I play. Um, the guy who is my profile picture on the 17th Shard Discord, uh, by the way. Uh -huh. And uh, he would say things that were very similar to things my character would say uh -huh. because he's a disaster. And I was like, oh no, all of my love to you. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, how did this happen? I didn't care about Zeth that much before, but happened in between Weird. books books three and four and then weird little personal thing that happened was that there <gasps> i forgot to mention my other favorite thing in this book okay uh, <laughs> and and I, I i don't think it will surprise anyone on this show 
Oh. Ba Edo Mishram <laughs> is present. Well, the the plot of book five <laughs> is tracking down Ba Edo Mishram. The, the amount of lore that we got, like, actually, that was one of the best lore things in uh, this book was just like, for people who weren't paying attention, Venley's like, ah, I don't know what the, what, what happened with Bayern Mishram. And Ulam's like, let me tell you what happened. And it's like, you can get that from Oathbringer. But, uh, <laughs> like, it was nice to have it explained if you weren't paying attention to the epigraphs, uh, like probably most people. So, Bayern Mishram, <laughs> Shalon is going to be hunting Bayern Mishram in book five. And I think it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited by Agreed. this. I agree. Although, didn't Oathbringer set Shalon up to hunt Sianna? I was going to say. Look, look, we've had, so, we've had really promised Shalon so, hunting the unmade b- before. So I think the thing <laughs> is that, like, Oathbringer had so much unmade stuff that Brandon's trying to, like, switch it up a little bit. I think we're going to get a lot of Xianat in and Badamishram mm-hmm. and probably another unmade. Like, I imagine we're going to have a really, really, really giant fight that is going to be bigger than the Battle of Thalen Field in book five. So I think we'll see more of the unmade there. John not uh, interlude was wonderful. Oh, that part was oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So we we so do good. need more. I, mm-hmm. This book is about fixing our main character's yeah. emotional states so they're ready to do stuff in book five. It's like, all right, Shalon, you kind of have a grasp on things. Great. Calden, you have a grasp on things. Fantastic. Let's go. Yeah. Well, which is good because no, we only got ten days for the fifth book, so that's good. <laughs> apparently, well, apparently, and that's gonna be a heck of a ten days. I'm just gonna say, yep, that's something I'm stressed about for book five is how much room is there, yeah, for character growth? Because like that's one of my favorite parts. Like, how much room can they grow if it actually only takes place over ten days? Yeah, we just gotta dump the whole cast into the spiritual realm, and then they can have like months <laughs> in there, and then come back and only days pass because there's no Easy. time in the spiritual Easy. realm. Yeah. What I want to know is: is there enough time for Shalon and Adolin to get back to the physical realm to even hang out with our characters? Yeah, it is <laughs> kind of weird. I guess like Dalnar can perpendicularity them back, but like eh, someone's made know. a timeline. Josh, you have hope, to find but, them though. Yeah. <laughs> My wonder is like, is t- the 10 days going to be the entirety of book five? Is this because it's book five is going to be more like Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, where it's three more defined books? Or is that, or is the 10 days just that first book? Yeah. And then oh, like the first part of it? Of, of the first part, which yeah. might be part one or oh, part oh, one. Oh, like in the three book structure yeah. thing yeah. that Brandon does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I definitely that, expect Brandon to play with our expectations mm-hmm. on what book five is going to be. So mm-hmm. expect the unexpected, but, I guess. Yeah. I, I think it's going to have to at least be later just because like we know we have to have the whole dalinar seth kaladin plot like happen you know what i mean it's like that is going to take up screen time we can't kind of like skip forward in the first seth part is going like, to succeed in like eight days and come back and save i have night blood i am just killing elvishin <laughs> like, that's just what it is and kaladin's like yo maybe we shouldn't like murder everyone seth the hard bleach kind of cleansing <laughs> <laughs> well it's not bleach because it's black that's true. Anti-bleach. <laughs> and anti-bleach. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much oh, insane stuff. I, I did a video on 10 crazy things in Rhythm of War, but like anti-investor, what? 
what is happening? There's so wow. that's a podcast. Uh, there, basically everything in this episode is going to be a full podcast at some point. So oh yeah, everything. Yeah. But everything. But you know what we should probably really talk about? Teravangian being odium. <gasps> That was so scary. I never thought Brandon would do <laughs> this. Book four! Why would we expect this? <laughs> like, book five, maybe, right? But, like, no, no, no. It's just, like, at the end of this book, it's like, yeah, 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 we we, we, we won. And it's just like, oh, no, this is really bad. This is, this is, this is very now, bad. he could yeah. save everyone. <laughs> and Teravangian would. That's the thing. He, he always was like, I will take the burdens of everyone. I will do the bad things so other people don't have to. It's like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. And yeah. the passion. Now that you have the power to do incredibly bad things. <laughs> I have always hated the philosophy of the diagram. And I thought it was a really bad moral take and a super bad idea. And so now the fact that Taravangian gets to be a god is like horrifying. <laughs> He's gonna diagram the whole Cosmere and that's gonna... He will. Okay. His diagram will yeah. be much better. Dalish is afraid too. <laughs> that, no. I, I really, like, I, oh. I've been saying all along that like Odium's like a part uh, first arc. You have been saying that, that's like, true. I, I don't think and I still don't think even Teravodium, I don't think he's going to be an issue in the back five. I think they're going to be Whoa. dealing with something else. Yeah. Whoa. But I was really excited for Teravangian's like decline. And I was just like, yes, just like retire out. <laughs> just go. And then he like somehow catapults himself into plot relevance again. <laughs> in way. Yeah. And yeah. I just. I was like, I, oh, I don't like you. And then secondly, mm -hmm. I really hope that cultivation is still the one pulling the scene strings yeah. behind him. Because if all of a sudden he like one ups cultivation, because like, I'm going to be like, no, like this is making like these original shards less interesting. Cause it's just like the Teravangian <laughs> show. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Is I, the whole book I was like, <laughs> goodbye to Teravangian. See ya. Like, Throwing the diagram in the fire. Get out of here. Get out of here. Interlude, yeah. Yeah, it was a good reversal. But I, I think, like, I'm sad about Ray's. Like, I was interested in Ray's and I wanted a little more Hoyt and Ray's stuff. So, like, that's a thing. But Dalinar and Teravangian have philosophically been the fight of this book series. And so it makes sense that it yeah. would be those two at it the really end. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> I, when Teravangian started like plotting again, like, like I was actually very excited and like, oh, like he's going to like help out with Dalinar. Like, is he going to become like Dalinar squire? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. Squire. Nope. Mm -mm. Definitely not a squire. Not, not exactly. I know. I want to see so badly what Renarin saw when he came to Teravangian and gave him that one last chance. Because yes. he showed up and there was he there was he offered him a different path and he did not take it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Teravangian would have seen if he took Renarin's hand right there. No. What vision would he have gotten, and how would that have changed things? Mm -hmm. I I will say I think hearing you guys talk since Teravangian is such a foil to Dalinar 
him becoming Odium is really affirming the Dalinar will become honor like pathway theory. I feel like, you know, like it's like, it it just feels right. Like that Mm -hmm. after all these times, them like having these philosophical debates about leadership and power that they're the two that become yeah, that that's... Well, that would be a spread human relationship. That's all true, Matt. But like the epilogue of this book is terrifying because Hoyd now lacks mm. like Hoyd knows lots of things. How who knows how much Teravangian like manipulated with that, with like the memory stuff. And I was talking with Jess and just imagine, like, whoever, like, Odium actually was going to choose to be champion, I guess he was, like, getting Kaladin, right? Because Kaladin's mm-hmm. eyes, like, turned a uh, weird color uh, at the end. It, it was a little weird, but regardless. <sighs> it was who- definitely indicating that Kaladin was supposed to be the champion. There, was, there were things about that. Mm. Regardless, regardless. <laughs> oh, we'll fight it out. We'll fight it out. Teravangian is much fun. smarter than race. And yeah. whoever yeah. uh Teravangian chooses, I think is going to really mess up Dalinar. Like a lot. Like just imagine going up to the top of Yurithiru and Dalinar's like, wait, I don't I, and like Teravangian's there, and Dalinar's like, what the crap? I, I thought Teravangian was dead. And so like maybe Dalinar is gonna think that Teravangian is going to be Odium's champion, and then like it's just like a total like reversal and like the shock of that is going to be really bad there is no way it is going to turn out well for our heroes i still think there is high probability for more than one of our main three cast members to die in book five yeah very possible yeah Yeah. oh i think at the end of a series um definitely for sure someone's gonna die um but i was gonna say I thought this was such a fascinating thing for Brandon to do in terms of everyone was thinking about Teravangian's compassion and how that was going to like (laughs) redeem him as a person. But what I think what, what happened in this book was sort of like training Teravangian to think of his compassion the same way he thinks of his intellect in a, in a way that compassion isn't necessary. It's like, not a it, like I I think cultivation misstepped there in terms of mm-hmm. um I I think this was a mistake um it like it just it it just made Teravangian think about compassion as something unnecessary like a tool that you can use and turn off and put down <laughs> when you don't need um instead of something oh. like that's necessary to the human condition um I think Teravangian's compassion like the fact that he was like full compassion almost those last days is not an is not an accident um Mm -hmm. you know like something something was going on there and weirdly the compassion might be the bad part yeah Um, which everyone was always like he has a good side and he's a bad side you know he's super evil when he's into when he's intellect but no he's just kind of all around the compassion doesn't necessarily make him a better person it gave him that connection to odium i was like oh Oh, being man. compassionate like that's that's such an interesting thing to say being compassionate doesn't necessarily make you a good person mm-hmm. what a fascinating yeah i i remember like i really liked compassionate teravangian as a person for a while um 
And Mm -hmm. the fact that like this book then took that and turned it on its head and made that (laughs) a very odious thing that allowed him to ascend in that moment. And I also find myself wondering now, like he always thought that his intelligence versus compassion was random each day. And I'm wondering if like cultivation was specifically controlling what level he got so that when she saw this was going to be the day where he was going to have a chance to put him at his most compassionate. I do think she's bitten off more than she could chew. And this maybe looked like a good plan on paper, but I don't think it's going to be a good plan. Mega yikes. Nothing good is going to happen here. Huge yikes. Yeah. Terra Vengeance hasn't made his move yet. Cultivation doesn't know yet that what she's done. I think she's got, I don't think she's not prepared though. Cause she kind of says like, I was hoping I could make you into the sort of person who could bear this power better than raise. And so I, she's got the idea in her mind that he might, that she might've failed in that task. She, she must but, surely know the horrible things Teravangian has done. Like very aware of that. Right. Like, yeah. I imagine she has some counter moves, but I don't think it's going to like go like great for her. Even still. Yeah. And, and, I think she's underestimated him for sure. My yeah. my biggest issue, I think, as I was saying, with the elevation of Teravangian is both there and in the epilogue is like cultivation and Hoyd, I feel like, are both, are as wit, are, are both put on these pedestals, kind of. And then for Brandon to just be like, oh, actually, like, Teravangian is like, can outwit Hoyd and is smarter than Hoyd and is also maybe outsmarting cultivation. I was just like, ah. so now Teravangian is like the ultimate big bad and i was for excited at least about... one more book <laughs> yeah for... so yeah hopefully though he's yeah. front five and we're dealing with something else in the back five. yeah i was kind of surprised by how seemingly easy hoyd got got like he didn't expect it to be teravangian but also this was still the contract he negotiated so i'm like that's not something that odium could have done like did he not put in a loophole that like don't attack my memories you know it seemed like he had just kind of mm-hmm. made, not made a very good contract probably yeah, but like, if you've known someone for over 7,000 years and know their personality and actions for thousands and thousands of years, you, like, it was exactly what happened in the epilogue. It's like, wait, I didn't expect you to, like, act that way. And that was the problem. Yeah. Right? And Teravangian didn't realize that. That, like, I don't know. I'm I'm not terribly worried, uh, Matt. There, there's there are some aspects that even though Teravangian, I don't think he's like Big Bad evil, but like it's showing that no shard is like pure evil. Like if anything, we got rid of the one that's like, like the most vindictive asshat, right? <clears throat> In race, but I'm not like terribly worried that. Teravangian's the big bad. Like there's there's a there's a lot of shards. Oh, by the way, four shards, four shards named in this book. You know, don't don't forget that. Uh, we did a podcast on that. That was last week's. Uh, but you know, no big deal. So I, I'm not worried about that. But I don't I don't think Odium's gonna change hands again. Like I I I I think it's not going to just be front five. But I think like there's ways for cultivation to hurt Teravangian. There's ways for uh, Teravangian to hurt Dalinar and cultivation. Like, book five's gonna be crazy. Like, the amount of weird, crazy stuff that happened at the end of this book that's gonna matter a oh. lot in book five. Dalnar could legit just be a fused in the future. That's possible. <laughs> like, what? 
happened? Like, God. like Dalinar could be one of Odium's commanders in like a later book and like attack Skadriel or something. Can this you is imagine actually possible. Like a Hesse's Mythica about Dalinar the few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So there, there's there's a quick Donchard part that we that was relevant. Uh, that I'm just putting at the end, and this will be in front of it, and so you'll you'll know that it, it and you just don't listen to that part. But mm-hmm. yeah. sorry, we just couldn't stop ourselves. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. That, that's that's the problem. Yeah, to the uh, to the audience. Okay. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the like Dalinar potentially joining the other side, becoming a fused sort of part of the contract. Um. I've been uh, rereading Oathbringer, um, reading to my sister for the first time. And I think it's a, a point at like Gavilar's funeral scene where Dalinar is, you know, having a bad time and asks one of the Ardents, like, what would happen if we won the war for the Tranquiline Halls? And she misinterprets and is like, oh, don't worry. I'm sure the Almighty would find new places for you to, to conquer and new conquests for you to have. And I was wow, like, wow, you're totally you know, right. Yeah, that feels you know, so for, odium. A, um, for Voronism worshiping the Almighty being honor, that's shockingly Wait, similar odium. to Odium's yeah. plan for Yikes. humanity on Roshar, my one super undying super soldier and you're going to go around and kill everyone in the Cosmere and everyone in the Cosmere is going to know Dalinar Colon's name as <laughs> yikes. huge yikes. Yeah. So that was a little, you know, fridge horror moment reading that one in hindsight. That's true. Yep. Uh, so so obviously Teravangian, Teravangian is actually, we are going to do a dedicated Teravangian podcast because holy crap, we could go on for easily two and a half hours talking about this, the implications, cultivation yep. and stuff. And we will. And we will. And we, will. we will. We will. So let's maybe talk uh, a bit more about Kaladin, who was really uh, pushed down as far as he could possibly be pushed down uh, with the Siege of Yorthiro. Like rereading things is just like, oh, you thought you were going to be a surgeon, but everything went so wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about part two, because what Kaladin did in part two was oh. amazing. Yep. Um, yes. They did the whole, I'm going to reinvent mental health on <laughs> Roshar. It yep. was like, um, I could have read the entire book being about that. Like, mm. I could read a whole novella about just um, reinventing what, like, you know, making mental health treatment better and like right now he only knows how to like handle like depression because that's what he has but it's sort of like the whole like hey how are you treating these people shoving them in the dark room what about people who do this what do people who do this and it's just like shove mm-hmm. them in a dark room so they that they don't get disturbed and you know it's and it's sort of like Kaladin being like it's not that no one's ever questioned this before but that Kaladin has like the the authority and gumption to go change like you know like because it's like because it's handled by the Ardents, it's like there's a religious authority kind of like involved there but like kaladin has the freedom to act outside that and it was just like he's gonna go and try and say hey maybe people with depression should be in the sunlight and talk a little bit and we'll work out our problems like a reasonable way yeah definitely big agree on I wish we had gotten more of Kaladin helping people with mental health like the the um the invasion plotline was wonderful but I am sad that that was like it was such a strong start in part two and then we had to leave it because now we're under siege and I feel like we're probably not gonna have much time in the last 10 days to go back to that but 
yeah, it was, I, I love that that was a, a, a place that we took Kaladin to even just for a little bit. It was really, really good. I do think, though, that there is hope that Kaladin will spend the time gap between series one and series two. If That's what survives. I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Like, I think, Hopefully. Long, like, Hopefully. I think he's like, he's agreed to help Dalinar on the side mission, but Kaladin's basically like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the fight. So I think yeah. he's going to put on a, a tough phase for these last 10 days, but I definitely think that that's where his that's where he's heading is he's we could find him in 10 years like an accomplished like mental health professional yeah yeah, yeah like it's like the leader of the field yeah i'm like that's i was i was thinking that i didn't know if i could mm-hmm. find a way in between book five and six yeah let's do it i i think that uh i really liked part two but i also like that it didn't it wasn't an easy fix like oh no. you be a surgeon and i like that mm-hmm. the surgeon wasn't quite the right fit either because that's what yeah. his his dad wanted um, but you know, he still had the issue where he had a lot of trouble calling it and not like internalizing it when, you know, it does, which is, I also loved how his oaths could play into like mental health and like protecting people and admitting who you can't protect and how, 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 how that could. Dalish agrees. <laughs> still, still play in. I, I thought that was someone saying, well. No, like, no, no. <laughs> that, was, that was the cat. That was Alex's that was, cat, which you've already seen on screen really if you're watching the definitely video. Definitely Dalish. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, but then also, <laughs> it didn't. It, I'm not sure where Kaladin's going to end up because Adolin and a couple others had some good points that Kaladin likes the thrill, not the, the capital T thrill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but he likes the oh, rush of, of combat and using his skills and besting people like especially you see it with when he's fighting the heavenly ones and they do have this kind of more honorable form of combat everything is capitalized now yeah. um but like <laughs> he 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 has a bit of an athlete persona that he he likes that part so i think it's going to be really interesting kaladin finding his because he has gifts in this area of mental health and it's really cool, his ideas and what he's pursuing. But he does have that side of him that enjoys he's that a warrior physical also. Yeah. aspect of the spear, even yeah. though he can't deal with like all the death and all that part of it. So actually will be interesting arc book five for him because he's like mm-hmm. solved a bunch. But it's like, where are you going to go from here? So first up, I just want to say I hate Heavenly Ones as a title. <laughs> It does not make so sense ridiculous. that the Alethi would refer to their enemies as heavenly ones. Like, uh. Shanayam is just a better term. <laughs> but this is transitioning a little bit away from like the mental health issues. But it's still Kaladin related. And it goes back to something that got mentioned earlier, which was the idea that Kaladin as Odium's champion, which... That was not at all the impression I got from that scene. I have no idea what it meant. Um, I, can the, for, the people who have read it once get a quick uh, what scene you're talking about? When Kaladin kind of loses it. Like when he, he's like, he's defeated. And Moash is like, don't touch him. Like he will oh, like, take it. care of him himself. And then Lesian touches him and Kaladin kills Lesian. Kaladin's eyes aren't blue. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they aren't? Oh, I, I read a line. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that Odium is so desperate, is that, is that he's, his n- second gambit for a champion has failed again. Yeah, because yeah, uh, that's what he says. Oh, but like, I thought the gambit was 
Kaladin to kill himself, not for Kaladin to become the champion. No, Moai says there are two paths. He's either going to kill himself or he's going to give in to Odium's pain okay. and become and become and join and so, the like, void. That was like, Moesh's oh. thing. Like, if Kaladin doesn't give in to Odium, then I have to do the morally right thing and kill him because, you know, like that was. Yeah, that yeah. was okay. that was Moesh's just thinking. It and, was like if he doesn't give in to Odium. And I was so surprised. I, I could I wasn't tracking when Odium like came in a rush to Teravangi and like, oh my champion is yeah, right. Donnie. I didn't I didn't know who he was talking about. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. That that actually does make a lot that of it sense. Because I thought he was, he was talking trying about to groom Kaladin. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was, was yeah, I was like, it's the blinding? He, like Moash isn't gonna be the champion because he's blind. Now? It's gonna be a like, demon hunter okay. now. Okay. <laughs> okay. That tracks. I did love the like brutal Kaladin of like the way that he killed Lassian at the end. That was like, very brutal. A side of Kaladin we have never seen, but not gonna lie, I was a little bit into it because <laughs> if anybody anybody deserved it. to just like go brutal, it was Kaladin. He hey, needed that moment. Bit? Remember the bit when Leshwi like really like pinned Kaladin against the stone and is like, "What are you doing?" Like whispers in his <laughs> ear and is like, "Oh, Kaleshwi is a good shit." It is it really is. good, and like, I just want them to make out. Um, I don't even care for the anyway, but Le- you know, it was a good moment. I was. Yeah. She's like, "What are you doing? This is what a- are you doing, Kaladin? You're I- gonna die." Um, <laughs> I really liked Kaladin's fourth oath even though we we kind of figured that this would be mm-hmm. his oath he can't protect everyone like i think that's what everyone kind of thought we didn't kind of know i think we straight up knew <laughs> <laughs> like that was the whole thing yeah. but like still it was another scene of like even though we kind of expected that like it was yeah. still done really well mm-hmm. like i love just Dalinar's like I'm connecting them of like uniting them like what is happening and then this weird TN scene that'll probably be a podcast too at some point Um, probably probably yeah I I loved how simple the oath was I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. in trying to write what they thought Kaladin's oath was going to be like a lot of us just overthought it like Mm -hmm. it didn't need to be super complicated and super you know not unexpected and life-changing like no, everyone's good, first oath. instinct Work. is always right and every yeah. and then in three years they were like trying to like make it we were like let's make it into like a two sentence long everyone's first instinct is just like on the money like but, that's all but it's like yeah. in the execution just really wonderful love yeah. that scene so there, there's there's another part uh in in calvin's ending uh rip teft rip <laughs> And his that friend, was, and his friend. By the way, his really friend can die now. So you know, really it heartbreaking. Was, but it was so beautiful. It's like that <sighs> Teft can die knowing that he is loved, and that's yeah. it. It was a very triumphant ending for mm-hmm. Teft of you know <sighs> versus kind of Moash. Oh, yeah. That's he not... didn't. He died, <sighs> but he didn't lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He got to know he didn't fail again. He never went back mm-hmm. to the to the fire moss. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, at the end, yeah. I oh, didn't. Yep. See and it made him happy. Yeah, and of course. It's like looking back. I'm like, oh my god. It was like all the scenes he got with Fenderana leading up to it, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> they're gen- like, the genre savvy people will get it. But. Yeah, their relationship was perfect because they're just like snarky old people, like yeah. about the young people yeah. in the room. Yeah, there was yeah. one line 
moving up to it. And I can't remember these specifics, but it was something about how like Teft thought that Fenderana made him happier than he'd been in a long time. And I was like, I really don't want to believe that that's going to be the end. But I think maybe that's the line that shows this, this that it's going to be the end. And it, it really was. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, Teft, swear the ideal. You're there. Just do it. You don't have to wait for Kaladin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Aww. But it was still very powerful, but also mm-hmm. really, uh, really scary how Spren can die. That's a legit thing that the Fuse mm-hmm. know how to like make this. And uh, I was just like thinking about this, that, hey, this whole other plot line that I'm still not quite sure how this is going to connect is, hey, we persuaded the honor friend to bond people i'm like yeah maybe now's i mean yeah i know that oh, plot line yeah. was doing that but it's like this is a little yikes moment that it's like yeah no you can die uh that, well it I, goes both ways now yeah so now well that's true yeah. that's true it's true this will it be the final desolation the last one it's like yeah You're, i i guess it will we're playing for keeps now <laughs> uh-huh. it's like now death for these immortal beings is actually yeah. yeah. Another sort of Kaladin satellite character. Um, we got a lot more Liren in this book. Yes! Yeah. That relationship and, was great. Uh, I know it, he's kind of a controversial character. I know uh, Shannon and I have talked about this a lot. I really loved Liren. Um, I thought he and Kaladin's like foiling was really great and their mm-hmm. sort of fraught relationship. Um, I really enjoy Liren as this like very stalwart pacifist who isn't very nice about it. Um, I think that's a really interesting character trait that he has and how much he sticks to it of I'll go after. I think yeah, it's uh <laughs> as I, I enjoyed their their dynamic and I enjoyed Liren as a person actually. So I have been waiting for Calden Liren stuff since those book one flashbacks and I am glad that this book was about that in a big yeah. way. I'm yep. glad Liren survived. Like that that's fantastic. But I've been waiting for this for a long time. And I love that scene at the end of part two uh with Liren. Like, cause cause it, you just hate Liren, but it's like, oh, I know where you're coming from. And so it's like, ah, oh, I see I love crap like that. It's like, no, you 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 did this. That that is not okay. And then at the end he like he gets the the painting of the tattoos. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And like that's what triggered like the brands to be healed yeah Liren <laughs> took on the brands and Kaladin healed his finally oh yeah. my Kaladin's brands are gone yeah oh, they are yeah. Yes. It is, <laughs> yeah. honestly I think it is still a little weird but what I found interesting is the parallels between Liren Kaladin and Dalinar Adolin Mm-hmm. Um, good point. because both of them have that kind of oh I want to remake my son in the image of me but oh, better okay. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Angle, right? In in different ways. Um, yeah, I, I'm just... Yeah, it's like the children not being the children their parents want them to be. Because it's yeah. also like, we get that with Syl and the Stormfather <laughs> in her interlude. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. And, yeah. and like a little bit with Jack Slim and Venli and Eshnai. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was like a nice a little light motif, like throughout this mm-hmm. entire book. And it yeah. kind of ties back into that theme of agency, right? It's the mm-hmm. ag- agency in the parent-child relationship, and parents mm-hmm. not always giving full credit to their children's 
agency to make their own decisions and find their own path. And guess um, what book this is? The Will Shaver book about freedom. Hey! Right. hey. Yeah, because oh. agency, yeah, with Venley. Yeah, we yeah. found it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's what this book yeah. is about. Yeah. Guys, Brandon yeah. Sanderson's so smart. <laughs> yeah, smart I, don't, I don't really think about the wow. themes of the things very much. Like, I'm much more of a plot thinker. Like, I just don't think about those things. <laughs> I think theme can be as strong as plot sometimes. Oh, no, no, um, no. I, I, I totally agree. It's just not a thing that yeah. I actively think about. That's all I mean. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't like Clearin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> um, it's just like the fact that he never, he is never as vulnerable as Kaladin is. Um, he doesn't really apologize like the same way. Like he doesn't, he, he stands on his pride a lot um, in a way that Kaladin is not capable of and it like it's sort of like yeah it's parent child so there's like an inherent power balance but it's sort of like acting as if they're like being equally bad to each other it's like um i just really i i'm fine with the pacifism i'm fine with being this a staunch pacifist and i'm okay with him not being a nice person but he's not a person i like and he's a bad parent <laughs> and it was like you know like the end of part two is like screaming rage it's sort of like you don't kick your kid out to the curb like that like yeah, you're no. it's like you don't do that yeah that, that's true you do not you don't do that mm -hmm. i i agree i appreciated the the relationship dynamics playing out on screen i enjoyed that but lyrian as a character i i agree with that that i have a big problem with his inability to compromise yeah. um he never does it's sort of like he think he he never quite even at the end of this book, let's go of the fact that like he he still in his heart thinks he's right and is sort of like it, it's just so frustrating to me. It's sort of like, listen, you can try to be a good person, but sometimes you fail. And like and it's sort of like you don't get to stand on I'm a good person who tries and and fail, but still stand on that pride of I'm trying to be a good person and that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but like that's why I think like, the Hesina interlude is very important. Hesina's great. Like, because, like, she, yeah. like, we we see from a viewpoint that, like, does love Liren. Yeah. But does not agree with him. And, like, trying to get him to, like, realize that. But, like, I, I will, on a positive Liren note, I did like his humor in this book. About, <laughs> like, him, good, like, exercising, like, his sense of humor and, like, yeah. getting a good, like price for it on the market I'm like, that's yeah, a great that was line great. that I was, was a great in, line i was into him at that moment that was that was part one that was before thing like you know he mm -hmm. it was a great scene and then he immediately ruined it so like, <laughs> yeah i think the cool insight that we got into learn in this book that was like a frustration of mine that they like kind of got to by the end was just he was so like you know he was a pacifist but he was so defiant against roshoni you know what i mean like he did some, like he was his classic stubbornness and i just didn't understand why he kept just like humbling himself before the fuse like he just like kept like accepting anything that happened to his life as it washed over him and i was like what like what happened to him and then i i really like the context of tn's death and just how much now he's like i can never like i'm just gonna yeah. hollow myself and not lose anything ever again yeah because like i think he realizes that was a mistake right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i do i do think he's frustrating and i do think he's not a very good dad uh, but I liked it because I think a lot of times, like, you know, Calvin and Laren aren't still are kind of struggling. You know what I mean? Like they're never going to quite see eye to eye, but that's life. You know, I liked it. 
that's actually really perfect for the thought that I had was I think the Roshon dynamic of he defied Roshon and therefore lost Tian had, was really like figuring out that that was why he was acting this way was really what made him click for me because I just really gravitate to characters who are very afraid and sort of have a lot of pain about their past but try to pretend that it's not he you know Liren just pretends that this is just a conviction that this is just the right way to do things when in reality he's acting that way because he's had these awful experiences in his past and he's trying to pretend he's not afraid oh no I just this is the way that we should live this is the way that we should do it and it's actually like a very traumatized response that he's trying to pretend that he's not having and I find characters like that super interesting and I found Deliran very engaging because of that. I agree. Great. We we talked about Kaladin more than in our Rhythm of War predictions podcast. So if you listen to that <laughs> Rhythm of War predictions podcast, I, I there were some comments. We didn't talk enough about Kaladin. How would we have predicted the plot? We never would have predicted it. We don't know. No. <laughs> this is the main plot. I still don't know what he's going to do in book five other than go to Shinovar and do stuff. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Something. Anyway... We gotta talk. We have not talked about Shalon at all. We gotta go talk about this entire other plot line that is just totally not this. Your theory, Shannon. I go ahead. Start. Go ahead. Okay, I am not a person who likes Shalon very much. Like, and it just like has been st- steadily degrading. Was, oh like, yeah, I that's true. Be- I liked her besting Way of Kings, and then Words of Radiance. I was like, oh, she's like this is a fun plot, but I hate when she interacts with Kaladin. And then in Oathbringer, it was like I couldn't read her scenes like more than once. Okay. Um, this was like the most of liked Shallans in a really long time. Um, rhythm of rhythm, I almost said rhythm of previews. Um, hey, rhythm of- <laughs> you can go listen to our rhythm of previews, and they'll probably be rhythm of War reviews. Uh, yeah, hey, branding, branding. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> love it. Yeah, um, yeah, rhythm of war is like the most of liked Shallan in a really long time, and I actually found, um, what I thought was a pro I had a problem with her personas, but actually I really liked how it presented in, in this book. So I'm like, actually, I think my problem before wasn't that she was like having dissociation or that she was having, she, she had this like split personality um, thing. It's like, I don't think that was actually ever the issue. I think, I think my, my issues with her are probably different. Like this was really engaging Vale and Radiant were actually not, they didn't feel as much like intruders in this plot. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, I actually, I actually felt like the real balance, like that was, that was being described. And I was like, okay, yeah, um, mm. I could see, you know, I, even, even though that's not how it turned out in the end, I could see this working for Shalon as a character, like moving forward, like, you know, as like after she mm. healed and developed and, you know, got, got some of her trauma dealt with just mm-hmm. um it, it, like she she just really worked for me this book I don't know. Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of they could have been like three stable personas like if like the memories of testament had been revealed earlier but because like they had been kept hidden for so long it's like they'll like had to pull the nuclear option is like okay like the only way for you to like confront this is like is for me to go away which was like fascinating. Well, and in on that note, I loved the interplay of the like different because like Radiant was kind of keeping some things back and doing some things, mm-hmm. and then Vale was kind of managing things on her end, and then Shalon 
who like actually I think knew everything in in some ways, right? But Both kept retreating back, yeah, re- re- retreating back and being like, "No, I know what this is, and I don't want to go here." Um, mm-hmm. And I I loved the twist with Testament mm, yeah. because like. Mm-hmm. Shalon's people who have been on the shard for a while know this. Shalon's chronology with her oaths <laughs> and her pattern has been the subject of so much debate. She's the fourth though. She's the four of those. She has played and is just repressing it. And um And now it's like, okay, no, now we know exactly what Shalon's progression is. Do it's we? Like, Do oh. we? <laughs> I mean, I think the point is like it wasn't supposed to make sense, at least. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say I'm really interested. I've always felt very strongly that Sh- that the true Shalon is a composite of the three personas, right? Like that's what Hoyt has said. That's the core of her thing. And so I'm really interested as now that Vale is reintegrated and I kind of, the promise is made that Radiant will also do that eventually. Mm-hmm. I want to know who the Shalon that comes out is. Cause I feel like we still haven't, like we've seen a lot of the traits, but I want to see the person that is going to emerge when this is over. No longer and kind of like how, yeah. how she handles herself with some of Vale's skills and some of Radiant's skills. Cause she's going to have all of that now. Mm-hmm. I would love Shalon to be more confident as a person mm-hmm. and just like stop second guessing herself. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, but I I loved with the twist with Formless is because mm. that's who mm-hmm. Shalon thought Formless was going to be. It was like the combination of everything good about her veil mm. and radiant, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the issue is she's still just pretending and she's taking all these strengths but divorcing them from the weaknesses when mm-hmm. really she can be mm-hmm. this composite character, but she just can't leave behind who she is and what she's experienced mm-hmm. it, to it's become also, that. Yeah. It's also like her trauma of like the good version of me is the kind of person who will murder. Like yeah. that's like, that is a trauma response of, <laughs> yeah. hey. of yeah. um, she thinks that to be a confident whole person, it means that I have to be okay with being a murderer and like, I'm a monster and I'll just be, okay with being a monster because that's who i really am and it's sort of like it's sort of like she's so traumatized she can't recognize that as the lie and Mm -hmm. and that her confession to herself that part of the allure of the ghost bloods was the escape rope yeah like to be like oh i have all these good things going for me but i don't deserve them and so if i pull the trigger on this and become full-blown ghost blood then i won't be married to adeline and i don't need to it would it was worry about not deserving him Yeah. yeah and i I have a lot of self-sabotaging tendencies and like that. And I've always wanted part of me, Shallon, to go full ghost blood. So I was really examining myself in that moment and being like, hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you see me and uh, I see you. And I'm glad you rose above that because it was really inspiring. Yeah. Like as a reader, I don't enjoy that. I'm like, it's so frustrating because I'm like, you could have gone the other path why would you why would you take this obviously bad path that's going to ruin you forever um you know it was just uh alex sorry did you have something i was just going to say as someone who very much enjoyed the ghost bloods and shallan dynamic i am sad to see it coming to an end like i don't think the ghost bloods are gone um but we're definitely not going to have the same interaction with shallan as we have in the past um but I do think it was a good conclusion to that sort of the plot line thus far. Um, and I think it was probably for the best for Shalon. I think this was one of the the healthiest resolutions that we've seen for her. Yeah. Um, loved the Testament reveal. I didn't see it coming. I didn't guess it ahead of time. And mm-hmm. it just, it was 
it you know just heartbreaking and worked really well for that i did not get that there was a testament reveal I did, not, I, I did not i did not actually understand what was happening in that scene yeah. it was oh, it was boy. in conversations after the book i was like that's not shalon's spread though so what what's going on here yeah, i know but it I was, was <laughs> no like it was like that was that was actually not clear to me as a reader um hmm. so it was like it was because um when the when this spread this when testament is first introduced in the book it was like it was like a, a misreading of like what actually happened it was like so many years ago this spread went away and i found them last year as a dead eye it was sort of like in my head chrono chronologically the spread was made into a dead eye last year so i'm mm. like oh well that sucks um so like it was sort of like i know what shalon was doing a year ago she was at the shattered planes you know it was oh, like oh i see sure Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, this is another spread. That's very unfortunate. I don't know why this is this is a thing. So I, like it was very confusing. I just like skimmed over and I was like, okay, I'll figure that out later. And just <laughs> oh man. I'm like, wait, afterwards, that that was Chalon's spread as a child? And then so yeah. then it clicked into place and I was like, yeah. oh. Okay. And also the foreshadowing of why pa pattern was always saying, Oh, you're gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> already oh. killed a spread. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact like, that Pattern agreed to bond her anyway, despite yeah. that, was like, oh, Pattern. I, I already had so much love for Pattern. Uh, and, like, and Pattern, like, tried to save Shalon at, at the end. And when Shalon's, yeah. like, pushing him away because mm -hmm. he he's, like, the traitor, and she doesn't, mm -hmm. like, and I'm just like, but he just, I talked to Hoyt. Yeah, it's like, he, he talked to Hoyt, and it's like, I just need to say, it's like, you are our love. You are worthy of that love. Like, it's just, oh. man, I really liked Shalon's stuff here. It was, it was good. good. I know we didn't talk about it in the intro part, but it really was very like, good. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I talk about Testament for a little bit? Go for it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I guess pattern was just completely lying in words of radiance the entire time. I guess that that's what it seems like. Yeah. Cause like pattern pat lies. So uh, now yeah, clearly, clearly. But like, I guess the thing is, is like, Oh, pattern's a bad liar. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm actually more confused about Shalon's past, but I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. And, and at the end in chapter 115, they're just like, you know, there were still some things that didn't make sense in a past. They were just like, I mean, I guess we better figure it out in book five. Because, <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. I guess if her mom is Skybreaker related, then we'll deal with Skybreaker stuff, I guess. I don't know how the hell well, that's going to fit it's in. It's this book, you know, like the Skybreakers, yeah. that's why the Skybreakers weren't important in this book, because they're going to be important next book. Yeah, 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 yeah. But mm -hmm. it's. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just what is the chronology of her oaths and stuff, and which does blades she have, did she summon? And words of radiance. Does she have? Ugh. Does she have all of her oaths with pattern, or does she? There are some like a couple attached to testament, and like, is her is her is her progression with pattern actually normal? Um, and like, and she just doesn't have her mm -hmm. her plate yet. And it's just like, but you never know because she also is still like actively repressing. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, we had a long time during Words of Radiance where Shalom thought she had a dead shard blade and was just pretending that it wasn't a living shard blade for a while and counting 10 heartbeats. So but Shalom's, ability, yeah. Shalom's ability to repress her oaths and her abilities uh, is... Well, no, who and knows? she didn't think in Way of Kings it wasn't a dead shard blade because part of her whispers, oh, I could get it faster than 10 heartbeats. Right, it's... Gosh, yep. can't, I can't is... know. I can't know. It's not a regular shard blade. Yeah, but like now, like 
this is the first time we've seen a dead shard blade bonded to its original radiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is okay, unlike I guess that's, any yeah. other shard blade. Yeah, that's yeah, the weird thing. That's true, man. This so it's like. Yeah, that's like the, that's the reaction to Shallan's like her, like back history now. And it's like, hey, remember all those wobs we got about like trying to pin down like what O's Shallan is at and like what's going on in her past? Just like Anything forget it. in the past. Forget yeah, it. just forget it. Forget it. Friend yeah, what, like just had to lie. It was just like, ha, I had to lie. So is Shallan still bonded to Testament's dead blade? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she just, she just has both blades. blades and has never, it just doesn't summon Testament? No, no, no. Oh, I think gosh. maybe in Words of Radiance she did summon Testament. Joff and I have a long oh, argument goodness. about whether or not the blades that we see Shallan summon in various it, scenes are or are not a living boy. blade. What? That is going to be a podcast. We have some things to talk about. Like, I'm, I've read Tin scene where Shallan murders Tin, like, several times. It's unclear. Mm. Thanks. It's clear in the chasms. Yeah, well, it is clear in the chasms. You're, you're, you're right. But uh, I feel like I see like this important arc for this front half about the Radiance. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot more about the Recreants in this book. And like the Spren mm-hmm. chose to do this, but they didn't know that they would turn into Dead Eyes because mm-hmm. like that changed That's when Bonnie Mishram was imprisoned and hurt the mm-hmm. sibling. All crazy. We're going to have a podcast on it. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like book five, that's going to finally be, we are going to know everything about the recreants, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Maya's going to be revived. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's where this is going. Uh, and maybe yeah. in, like, in the time jump, we will revive other blades. Like, I think that's I think plausible. Maya might be revived in some ways. I think she might become something different. I don't think Adolin yeah. is going to become, mm-hmm. like, a edge dancer, I also I think it will be weird, but yeah, Yeah. I think she'll be revived in some form and not like be a dead eye. But like we're Mm -hmm. there are more recreant secrets. We are damn well getting them in book five, and that is gonna bring a close. And I guess that makes sense why Brandon was like, Yeah, the front half is more about the the radiance, back half is more about heralds. I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. We don't know the full story of the recreants. There's still a lot Mm -hmm. of mysteries there. But I I do want to know what Shalon will be very interesting in book five. What is her personality going to exactly be like? How is her relationship with Adolin going to be like? Confidence. Confidence. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, uh, that was my wish for like everyone in this book. Like it was like Navani. It was like, just be confident, Navani. Like Finley, just like here. do stuff. Finley, uh, yeah. uh, but like you can be redeemed. And yeah. Like, I, I don't know, like, we'll, we'll obviously get a lot of Shallan stuff, book five, uh, and it'll be interesting to see her character. I yes, think I we better figure out the chronology of her past, the relationship with Testament. We need some answers, Brandon, and you haven't gotten away with it. We will get answers. You haven't Brr. gotten away with it. The uh, fact that we've already had her flashback book and we still know, don't know. I know, like, that's the yeah, thing. That's, that's the crazy. thing that gets me, right? Like, when are we going to know? But, like, uh, Brandon hung a lampshade on it in the last Shallan chapter. I was like, well, there are still some weird things. It's like, okay, okay, Brandon, <laughs> fine. Yeah. I, I am like holding out hope for Shallan and Yasna book five plot hunting the ghost bloods. Like that is That sounds awesome. Like and like Hun, it brings Shallan back with Yasna. Like there's so many different and there's so many different ways that make sense to with me like at least. Fighting uh 
fighting Mraze, fighting the Ghost Bloods, finding Baadamishram. Maybe mm-hmm. Yasna knows things about Baadamishram. That'd be awesome. I mean, Hoyd probably knows some things. Hoyd told her so much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Lyft also might be interested in hunting Mraze since uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that happened oh, as well. Mm-hmm. And and also, like, Kalak just told Shalon, like, hey, let me give you lore. What's up? <laughs> and so, so I'm going to write you a book. Yeah. And it's going to be about stuff. The thing about how Shalon's thing ended, I was surprising. I was surprised at how emotional I was at when Vale left because I didn't think I liked her um, up <laughs> until that. Up until that point, I was like, yeah. you know, in 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 Spring, I was like, this is bad. She needs to go, you know. And then, and then in Rith- uh, Rhythm of War, it was like, you know, when she was talking about how she's there to protect Shalon and she can't do that anymore. And, and it's like, it's now it's just time for Shalon to, to, to stand on her own. And I was just like, Oh, Oh no. Yeah. It was just like, it, it was a surprisingly yeah. emotional moment of like, yeah, I, like I'm your veil. Like yeah. I was, I was protecting you. And you know, it was like the fact of like, it was really frustrating when Shalon couldn't handle it for me. Like, it was just like, just face your stuff, just face your stuff. And then you can, then you can, heal from there like you know just you just have to face it but it was like Vale's insistence that like Shalon did the right thing for herself like that that repressing it like was an act of protection and it was just like it, it really changed the way I thought about like like uh, like what what was happening with the dissociation in hindsight I was like this is less frustrating because it's sort of like you know what I think she did need this and it was just it was just really powerful for me I always struggle to go right after Shannon because she has such good character takes that I'm like, oh man, this is yeah. not going to be a complex of thought. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but uh, I really, I, I, my perspective on the personas really changed this book. Like in Oathbringer, mm-hmm. I definitely viewed them as a problem for Shalon to solve, and it was so interesting to see that kind of that dynamic flip and have them be the ones that were pulling her towards where she eventually ended up needing to go. And yeah, and I didn't, and I same thing. I just didn't expect how attached I would get to them or. Yeah, I think part of it was the the smooth transition between the personas. Like he spent a lot of time with, especially Radiant too, which I felt like we saw the least of in the last book. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting yeah, she really getting, gets a character this book. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I I had the same experience. I really didn't like the Veil and Radiant before, and it's that typical Brandon thing where he reverses and then <laughs> takes it away. Get yeah. you. So you're like, <laughs> yep. I hated Vale, and then you made me like Vale, and then you took Vale away. <laughs> so now I'm mourning. It is El Hokar. It's another El Hokar. <laughs> he does it every time, and it's like, who's next? Moash. He's going to make me fall in love with Moash. I don't know about oh. that. I think he, Moash is pretty well irredeemable. So he crossed a pretty big line this book, I think. Yeah. On the topic of Shalon. Alex, I think we need to talk about ghost blood things. But before we do, with this Mistborn spoilers. This, this yes. part. This part. I'll put a chapter thing. Spoilers. It's Mistborn spoilers for the next bit. So and not yeah. like little Mistborn spoilers. Yeah, like, like seriously. Multiple like, era Mistborn spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple era. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the Mistborn books. So, so much. Alex, uh, how about uh, ghost blood stuff? You know, uh, you just, you know, uh, Kelsier's there. What's up? So, uh, for those who are unaware of yep. my feelings on things, uh-huh. I really like the ghost bloods and I really hate Kelsier. 
And so the fact that Kelsier is apparently the leader of the Ghost Floods. Lord of Scars, Hoyd uh, beat him up previously, uh, and Kelsier would totally create a world-hopping organization to do this. Yep, so this, mad. It, this, this makes sense. It, Even and, the, and cognitive shadowy, yeah, it's there. There's also the mercantile goal of the ghost bloods is so in line with like a Kelsier. It really like is. the idea of like the investiture economy. It's a very Kelsier. I'm. Plot. It makes me more mad at Kelsier that he's now ruining my favorite secret society <laughs> on Roshar. <laughs> well, not Get just Roshar, everywhere. The That's Cosmere, true. They're apparently the all over. Powerful organizations in the Cosmere. So, so ticked. Um, yeah. Also, Brandon's like troll wob of like the <laughs> secret societies. Would Kelsier join on Roshar? And then, yeah, and yeah. Brandon's like. Oh, well, he would join the Ghost Floods, hypothetically, and, and be their leader within a year. It's like, and, and you know what? Kelsier is a ghost, so it makes sense. Ghost Blood. It's, you know, yeah. Hemallergy joke. There's a hemallergy joke there. We'll see if Kelsier ever brings me back around, but I'm so annoyed with all of the life choices that he makes. And maybe it's a good thing that Shallan and the Ghost Bloods plot has kind of like concluded this era so that I can just enjoy it in a vacuum before Kelsier came in and ruined everything and made me hate them. So maybe I yep. won't like the ghost bloods anymore. That'd be sad, but there's so much to unpack. We're going to do a podcast on that. Alex will be there. Uh, I will be there. I have lots of thoughts. You have lots of thoughts. I, I just had a thought. So I was just thinking like, Oh, is Shalon like, is Thydekar going to be like, uh, opposition to Shallan and it's like Kelsier actually going to appear in some form. <laughs> but then I was like thinking, or, or like we have Sazed's letter as well, and he mentions he's creating a champion of some sort who can protect and kill. Yep. And I'm like, what if he's setting up Wax to take out Kelsier, have a struggle between Wax and Kelsier? And that's why the Ally of Law series happens in between the two arcs of Stormlight Archive. So that's a chronology note. Era 2, the cowboy era, happens in between Stormlight 5 and 6. Well, it, it takes place after 5. After, after five. 5, possibly before. Possibly before with, with Yeah, depending on how long the time jump is. Mm. But Is there a place where I can donate to Wax's campaign to kill Kelsier again? Because... <laughs> Like it's it's like this is legit, totally insane Cosmere stuff. Of mm -hmm. like, man, yeah. we we're gonna need to have a real special spoiler thing on Kelsier's article. Like, whoa, there's a lot of spoilers here. Yeah. It's like, yikes. Yeah. Uh, Just man. find me on Skadriel with like a picket sign, like the Lord Ruler was right, put him <laughs> back in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure other people have come to this realization by now who read this book, but now that we know who Rester is and Thetakar are, it is pretty wild that Gavilar in his follow-up is good. <laughs> Did Kelsier send you? Oh, is it Kallik? Like, <laughs> oh, also, I have a sphere of anti-void light. You know, no big deal. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, what? Book 5 prologue is going to be ridiculous. Um, and talk to Teravangian, oh, too. Uh, all those things occurred. But I don't know. Like, I feel like we won't see Kelsier in book five because, like, we haven't had, like, any Eatil since Words of Radiance because we really 
haven't had yeah. that much ghost bloody stuff in the last two books honestly yeah. and like this is go i think it's gotta be like shallan is going to come clean to adolin about ghost blood stuff and she's going to come clean to yasna mm-hmm. finally well, hasn't, yes hasn't she already uh explained it to adolin in no. the final adolin in the final scene oh yeah. in the final scene yeah 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 so it's happened by the end of rhythm of war yeah, but she needs to come. And I'm glad also this book finally explained to me why Shalon had not told Yasna yet, because mm-hmm. that's been driving me crazy. But I hope now it happens. I think it will. And it's like, yeah, I actually I'm fighting against the ghost bloods. What's up? I could po- plausibly see like Kelsier being alluded to being arriving towards the end of book five as a like. <sighs> Yes, this plot arc is wrapping up. There's still more Stormlight coming. Like, not everything is wrapped up. Just one of those, like, dangling threads that will connect into the back five. That is so insane. Another thing. So, (laughs) secret history spoilers. Yep. Which are Mistborn spoilers. Well, I mean, yeah. Kaladin has seen um, entities from another world come to a shard world where they know a shard is about to die and set up shop mm-hmm. and wait to try. Like he's seen someone else do that. Mm-hmm. Now we yep. have Roshar where shards are in conflict. So you think we might see Irie stuff? Well, or is Kelsier through the ghost bloods going to try to pull something similar to what the Irie Oh. Did Kelsey like gank the Irie's business plan, and that's where yeah. he got the idea? Maybe. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Did he run? He yeah. run his competitors out of business. Yeah. Like the interesting thing with that is, we're supposed to get between five and six. We're supposed to get both the Lantris sequels and mm-hmm. Era Three, right? So maybe yeah. there's a Lantris stuff that's important for Book Six, mm-hmm. which is weird and crazy we're we're definitely in a new era of cosmere linkage yeah. for sure and like, speaking of the irie they did get a mention in did. lasting integrity did they oh yeah, yeah, they did. yeah. The, the device that the honor friend store their stormlight in was right. purchased from the irie oh yeah i, I just right. remember yeah. the travelers Literally. from nalthus which if you look on the map expanse of vibrance just south of lasting integrity oh yeah. uh Oh boy, that's also yeah. on the world hopper note. Uh huh. Maybe this is too much of a digression. No, but why the not? hell basher and being like, oh, I used to think I was a type one biochromatic <laughs> entity, but now I'm a type two, and like, <laughs> there's please a lot. Tell us the whole ca- categorization, <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. While we're talking about random world hoppers. Whoever Axendwith is, whoever she works yeah. for, yeah. whoever that Gary Stewart the guy other, who was just the other Terrasman, two Terrasmen. His name is Gary or Gera, if you're <laughs> reading it. Probably how it's supposed to be pronounced. I don't but. think it's supposed to be pronounced Gary. <laughs> you can definitely say it like Gary. So. Gary the world. Sixteen. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, whatever's up with sixteen. What, is that, what does that have to do with That's, anything? What? It, it, oh. Other well, one we got a Sion. That's we always awesome. Shalon has a Sion. More importantly, there's the like, there's a dragon on Roshar, which at least at one point I thought was sixteen. But guys, it it's it's cultivation. 
cultivations a dragon <laughs> on on the Sion point it's also an unbonded Sion yeah right? like like mm-hmm. they mentioned that being like different um <laughs> i guess i don't know but, but like the passing of the Sions is weird you know the it's not I like a bond was like that it's friend. like now that like she has it like it it's not it's hers. It's just like one that's not claimed by anybody. Yeah. Now she'll have three spread mm-hmm. bonds, uh, two, sh- two uh, cryptics, and a Sion. Shalon's collecting them all. Well, I know. But like, Rosharans would probably call them spread. But like, what if yeah, it, would. I know. But- the, the biggest gag is all of a sudden, like, if the Sion's name and it's like Ian or Ashy or something, and like that would be. I'd it, hope it, um, Ale, but I'm yeah. holding out for an Ao and Ian. <laughs> yeah. someday well isn't Ayn like that's Raiden's yeah yes, it's Ian, isn't it? but it's but I-E-N. Not Ian Ian wants an I-A-N for his name I-E-N. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh. let's stop Cosmere spoilers uh, and talk about Adolin Adolin I loved him in this book I really it liked was... him in this book I, I got mm-hmm. cut one slightly negative note i wish he his he had a, a scene at the end like i thought a little more internal internal like just a wrap up of like what mm-hmm. of how of how what he's thinking now that the trial's done and now that maya's awake it's sort of like that kind of feels like a glaring like little missing what 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 like what's what's he thinking about all of this now is he like is he like thinking maybe i can be an edge dancer now or is he thinking like you know it's like i would have loved that but other than that this yeah. was an incredible Adolin arc of just mm-hmm. what an internal life he has. And mm-hmm. ugh. yeah, on the subject of like, does he think he's going to become an edge dancer? Like, I don't think he cares about being a like, he just cares about Maya. Yeah, I agree. Which sure, I think is sure. the important thing, yeah. which if anything, like makes him even more of an ed- edge dancer, <laughs> in my opinion. But like, it, I also particularly liked that, like, he was is not okay with his father like he yeah he he acknowledges that like i love my father i just don't like him right now like i i can't like he he can't accept that like which is very different from like renarin's perspective on that and i like that they have different perspectives on that yeah that they're both like really having to deal with that and coping with it it was really good yeah and and neither of them had like the stereotypical like i'm not talking to you anymore like i hate you Mm -hmm. forever reaction like it's just Mm so nuanced in both cases and Mm -hmm. adolin's goodbye scene with dalinar before he goes into shadesmore Mm -hmm. i was screaming at dalinar because i was like you feel the frustration yeah yeah like Brandon painted Adolin's like frustration and I understood it. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like Dalinar means so well, but he is just saying all of the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree about the Dalinar stuff. Like that that's what I'm the maybe the character thing I'm most excited for in book five is Adolin and Adolin and Dalinar are gonna have to talk, you know, like they're gonna have mm-hmm. to work through this on some level. And the others the other Adolin scene that I think probably like is a gets a little less attention but i think is really good is when he talks to notum i just love yes. that mm-hmm. like he totally oh, understands oh. where notum's coming from and he knows yeah. that this is huge for him and that he could just betray him right here and he's like no do what you want like i tr- i know you'll do the right thing and that was just like perfect hitting the like yeah. guilt trip on the stand on the witness stand for notum was like 
Mm. Get him. You were in the <laughs> right. Oh, so Get him. All of his interactions with Notum were great. But like going back to like the beginning of his arc, where like in part one we see like he's dressing much more fancy now. Like he has like fancy boots. Mm-hmm. And he has the whole scene about like picking what clothes he's going to take and what he's going to wear that day. Mm-hmm. And he picks the thing that like adheres to the like what was just a fancy uniform. But in the past, like Dalinar was like, no, like wear like the standard uniform. And so like he wears it again and Eleanor's like, oh, like this is so great. Like, <laughs> like, why can't you wear more stuff like this? And Adam just like, being like, yeah, well, the last time I tried you, like, it was a disgrace. Yeah. You and it's just like that little subtle like rebellion. And it's like, mm-hmm. yo, this wasn't that bad back then. Like yeah. you haven't mm-hmm. you've been like a sucky father for a long time. <laughs> this yeah. is mm-hmm. like yeah. this is the most individual. I think Adolin has ever been like in terms of like his arc, not depending on like context from what's going on in Dalinar's. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, mm-hmm. especially that, like that was obviously like strongest in way of Kings and then words of radiance. Um, but it was like, you kind of need Dalinar's scenes and his, and what's going on with him in order to kind of like follow what's going on with Adolin. Cause Adolin mm-hmm. is like in, especially early on such a response to what's going on with Dalinar. Mm-hmm. But this is like, this really felt like, you know like Adolin was like really standing standing on his own as a character in this one like so so strongly i loved it and that's mm-hmm. a really cool development because i think initially Adolin's purpose was just mm-hmm. to give an external view of dalinar yeah when mm-hmm. it's like not sure if he's crazy or not right mm-hmm. and to see yeah. him just blossom and grow into so much more than that is mm-hmm. is super yeah. cool i really i i really like how Adolin still is gives you a different perspective on Dalinar because everyone likes Dalinar. Everyone knows how great Dalinar is, but you don't often see the flaws that Dalinar still has where he's too demanding. He's too rigid. What's so cool about that too is Adolin's said to be the one who like puts Dalinar in a pedestal and his dad is like, he grew up being like, Oh, my dad's the hero, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But he's the one who's being Dalinar's critic now. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the, the nuance to that is super fun. And it's so different from Way of Kings when it was like when when Adolin's criticisms of his father weren't reasonable. It was like Adolin mm-hmm. needed to grow so much. And now it's and now you're sitting here like Adolin's feelings are completely understandable. And, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a you know, when he describes Dalinar as being like a. I can't remember what the Roshar equivalent was. It was just like a bull, you know, like the equivalent of like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to chart, he's going to get his way. And it's sort of like, it's, it feels great when you're in Dalinar's perspective, like when you're reading from his point of view, but like Dalinar getting his way doesn't feel super great when you're reading from other people's perspectives, no. um, mm-hmm. which is like, you kind of need to see this like that. That's an aspect of like Dalinar getting his way and like, and him succeeding that you got to see from the outside. Sometimes it's like, it doesn't always, it, it, it's not a, it's not a net good for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like wit calling him a tyrant like yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i do also want to point out like i loved the scene of him and maya fighting back to back doing the kata so great aelin was so so brutal in that scene like yeah he was was in serious danger there like one of my favorite scenes of just aelin just being 
such a badass. He doesn't have his plate, he doesn't have his blade, and it's still just like, no, I am just going to wreck you. As a point of fact, he did have his well, blade. Well, he did have his blade. She just but... wasn't in blade form. She just wasn't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is his true. blade was fighting with him. That's um, right. I Also, I know this was one that was in the preview chapter, so people have already seen it, but Mm -hmm. the scene where he takes Kaladin out because he knows that Kaladin shouldn't be alone is just, it's so wonderful. That's what Kaladin needs. It was still, still went to grab him was like, was the moment. It was sort of like, things have changed so much over this past year that still knows Adolin is a safe person to go to and like one of the best options for Kaladin. Oh. I was going to say the little moment where he like asks for advice about Shallan and then Kaladin gives him advice and he's like, oh, Adolin just manipulated me into saying I need to take care of myself. Dang it. And it's like, <laughs> they're so wonderful. I love them. Well, and the pairing of that scene, like with their, the Adolin's goodbye, like, because he kind of had that scene leading up to like saying goodbye to everyone before he went to Shadesmar. And so his goodbye to Kaladin also was such a nice, like little callback to the scene and how Adolin's the one who like, he's like, well, like you don't have to give up. Like things might be different and things might change, but like maybe you could work your way back or maybe it could be something different or, you know, I really like dueling or we can try different things. Like he, he seems to really see Kaladin and like yeah like it, it's just yeah Adeline is real this good relationship mm-hmm. yeah yep. Adeline is real i know thinking back to words of radiance where they just couldn't stand each other yeah like, and then they grow oh it's good well and kaladin also reflects at one point back on being like oh one of the darkest times aside from the honor chasm was when i was locked up Mm-hmm. after jumping mm-hmm. into the ring yeah mm-hmm. and then putting that in context and being like oh and then adolin was putting himself in the cell with you like yep. it's just uh mm-hmm. speaks <sighs> speaking of adolin relationships let's talk about adolin shallan what what oh. i really liked them together in this book yes. like also, a lot of also good wonderful development. It was yeah. really cute. It was really cute. It, it it's so like my relationship that I'm like, oh, we would really make those jokes like all the time, <laughs> like with the stupid jokes, the flirty jokes. Like, yep, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. yep. I also really liked that it was a married couple mm-hmm. who weren't like we're progressing in their relationship, but it wasn't like just all like, oh yeah, now we're all great. And that's something I didn't get in the end of Mistborn, the last book, after Vin and Elend got married because Mm -hmm. they didn't have time for it because they were busy being a super battle couple saving the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But getting that kind of progression after matrimony, which in the romance genre is like the ending, um, is really cool. And I'm excited to see where that goes more with more kind of ups and downs. but. Especially mm-hmm. after like this a, book with Shalon. Yeah, but yeah. ups and downs that weren't like, oh, we're being awful or we're fighting or we're almost breaking up. Like, downs, like, no, like, we're just how do I get learning Shalon how out? to be a couple. Yeah, how do I yeah. get Shalon out? And that's what Adolin's deeply concerned with is, like, about her health and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I loved how respectful he was of her recovery process. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't, he uh, walked that very delicate line of 
you know, if he's too hands off, she might just spiral when she needs help, but also not forcing her to do things before she's ready. And Mm -hmm. that's such a difficult line to walk with someone that you love. Um, And I think he is, that is really one of Adolin's strengths is that he's so emotionally aware of the people around him. And yeah, it was, it was really, really wonderful to watch, especially knowing like how much pain and difficulty Shalon was going through. And I really think Adolin being with her every step of the way helped with that. You know, he didn't ever have the words that fixed everything, but he was always there to support her and try to be what she needed in whatever moment. And it was, they, they really shone together. Yeah. And honestly, I think him being there also, like when I was talking before about this, not having like the low lows, of Oathbringer for me in some ways. I think for Shalon, Adolin was part of that. It was like, it always felt like she had a safety net. Like even when she was getting like really bad in the Shadesmart arc, I was like, oh, but Adolin's there. And they're like, mm-hmm. he's watching on things and he'll like. Yeah, the moment I, that I, I knew it was going to be okay was like, was when Vale went to Adolin and explained. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was like that was that Nobody was an incredible cares. moment of like what a change from like what happened in in Oathbringer when like Vale was like when Vale's existence used to be like Shalon shunting off her fear of like an, of her of the relationship with Adolin and now it's like mm-hmm. Vale was straight up just I was wrong. Um, let me like Shalon is too is is not ready to tell you this, but you actually do need to know this. Here's what's going on with her, please. Like you're doing everything right. Please don't push her away. Um, you know, like and just like laying out in plain terms, she's scared of losing this love. You know, <laughs> um, oh, that was like, and that's the moment I was like, okay, it's like the the conversation has been had. Adolin, Adolin now knows this is. This is now from that moment. I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna work this out. These kids, mm. yeah. these two crazy kids. <laughs> it, it's really nice seeing that progress. I, I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully, they both survive book five because I really want to see. <laughs> I would really Ow. like to see. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I, I definitely think multiple <laughs> no. characters are going to die next book. Main oh, characters. Yeah. I've always thought this, even before. But, 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 think. Adolin being com- commanding, in charge, not living like his dad, but being the leader that he wants to be. That'll be awesome to see. And maybe World Hopper Shalon being awesome badass. They'll, they will be an awesome power couple in back half. And that sounds awesome. And then we'll get to see them like kind of like we see Dalinar and Navani now. Oh, man, that sounds so good. Yeah, I hope so. I almost literally was thinking was thinking about something happened to Adolin, and I almost teared up because I was like, I don't know what they would do without me. Now I'm just. We need to do like another keeping up with the colons. We kind of do. There's a lot like the family dynamics. I'm just like thinking about all the like. We got a lot to talk about, guys. Speaking of, uh, uh. We should probably talk about the third set of characters, uh, Dalnar, Yasna, and Renarin, uh. They did not get much to do in this book. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they did was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. I can understand yeah. people who didn't expect Dalinar to take a step back. I mean, Brandon hasn't been like he's obviously said this, but a lot of people, you know, don't 
keep up with what Brandon says. And I think that's mm-hmm. fair if they didn't like as much mm-hmm. what Dalnar did. But, oh, man, like Dalnar did some really sweet stuff. But, yeah, he wasn't there a lot. Yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> to be fair to these three characters, they did a lot last book. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dalinar had the whole, like, you cannot have my pain moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Yasna almost killed Renarin. Renarin almost got killed by Yasna. <laughs> they deserve to book off. Like, yeah. just to, like, chill a little. The, yeah. the setup is, like, Oathbringer was very Dalinar heavy, and book five has to be Dalinar heavy. Brandon, Brandon said this. Yeah. Book yeah. five so, was like, originally going to be Dalinar's book, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think it just makes sense that there's going to be a lull because he needs to get some of this other stuff teed up. Mm-hmm. It's um, like words of radiance down there. He was like, yeah. yeah, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. I think we we see these like big moments for Dalinar, and then we kind of Brandon almost like lets him have the win for a little while. Like we don't put Dalinar through a bunch more stuff after he's just had to deal with a lot and then Oathbringer comes and we've got another thing to deal with and then he gets to just sort of let, to, you let know, Dalinar have the win. Let Dalinar have the win. You know? <laughs> it's supposed to like Kaladin kind of took a step back in Oathbringer. Like yeah, kind of. he didn't get to swear an oath and save the day. Like yeah. this yeah. is Dalinar's version of that. It's like, yeah. let the mm-hmm. characters trade off. Like, they can't, mm-hmm. like, no one person is going to be in the spotlight. And mm-hmm. honestly, I really loved Yasna's interlude, like, in the, it's not interlude chapter, but um, it's like the classic version, meaning of interlude. And, like, she has, like, that little bit on the battlefield where yes. she has, yeah. like, super where good scene. That was an amazing scene where it's sort of like, she's like, I've never done this before. This is something I feel like I have to do. And Dalinar is like, that's very Alethi of you. (laughs) 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 It's like, yeah, you're a woman, but I mean, you are also an Alethi monarch. And I understand, yes, this is is actually something Alethi monarchs do. You know, it's like... I respect this. I respect that, niece of mine. (laughs) I got the sense from uh, Dalinar's, some of Dalinar's flashbacks or one in particular in Oathbringer, that Dalinar and Yasna were kind of kindred spirits mm-hmm. in some ways, or they had like a connection mm-hmm. yeah. that Jasna or Yasna doesn't have with her parents. Like, yeah. Dalinar mm-hmm. have this. And so seeing them together and also the like immovable object and unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They really clash, what they are. Yeah. It's like, but they're, they're teaming up. And so it's good yeah. stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. Dalinar, like we talked about, Adolin kind of showing the downside of being bulldozed over while Yasna is like bulldozing over Dalinar sometimes <laughs> and giving him a taste of his own, his own yeah. medicine. Uh, the, like, so Ruth I really Arcee. like their, their relationship. Oh, the Ruth Arcee. Just talking about Yasna and her relationship with her parents, I really liked the short Yasna Navani scene that they had. Yes. That was, it was short but impactful and it was really nice yeah. to see kind of like that little relationship get at least sometime since I sometimes kind of forget that Yasna is Navani's daughter. Yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, also going back to the Yasna Dalinar relationship, is that Dalinar asks Yasna to write the undertext to yeah. Oathbringer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, that is such I mean, a like, pivotal moment. Cause like, not only is that like, the fact that the undertext exists has been revealed 
to the men of Roshar, which is a huge thing. And Yasna has a line of, I don't know if that tradition should continue. And Dalinar being like, no, like, it has value. Like, show, like, the differences in opinion. And the fact that he chose her, because, like, he genuinely respects her opinion and knows that, like, she will do the work justice, even if she doesn't agree. And I love that little, like, (laughs) you know, she's like, she checks with him. He's like, are you sure? Like, I'm going to disagree with you probably. And he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. That's, that's why I'm choosing you. And it was, and it was like, and like Yasna was affected by that. She was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, like that was was, like, that meant something to her. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) But like that sets an entirely new precedent in the scholarly community because it's like Mm -hmm. before it was like people talking behind the back of the author the the author Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's all in the open like that that's going to change things it's like a peer relationship it's sort of like Mm -hmm. almost like almost like shared authorship it's sort of like yeah 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 she's writing a second book i contributed to this paper yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another, unless someone has something else to say on that, but another yeah. Dalinar point that I was really happy to see included, and this plays to Navani as well, is we got a little bit of little Gav. I was very concerned about him because he just kind of mm-hmm. gets kicked and then vanishes till the epilogue. And mm-hmm. I'm Still like, a little he's not okay. Him. Yeah. But like, what um, happened to this even three-year-old? This <laughs> about like, <laughs> Navani like being nervous about him going to war but them being like oh him being left behind in the tower probably brings back some memories probably would have been a little more traumatizing for him to live through that too good that he wasn't left behind at the tower yeah yeah yikes um but it also kind of like it was making me feel a little like because like this is a second relationship for both Dalinar and Navani and it's yeah. a little like, oh, like we're playing house, not playing house, but like, you know, like this is our little family and this we're going to like do it right with this kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and this relationship, it kind of has some, the whole, again, whole podcast and colon family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah we totally <laughs> can. I so complicated. Yeah. I am really excited to see how Dalnar and Navani will interact. Cause like, that's just so cool because apparently super bondsmith couple that, that well, apparently that the sibling bondsmith never like had a relationship with the Stormfather bondsmith. So like, that's just a new thing apparently as well. Yeah. Uh, Were any of the bondsmiths ever dating before? No, uh, it it does get mentioned that the bondsmith of the Stormfather and Nightwatcher were often in a relationship, but not the sibling, but never with the sibling. Often? Ooh. Well, it's just a, it's it's like that it had yeah. happened a few times. Maybe not often, but I didn't. I, I missed that. That's cool. What I love about Navani becoming a bondsmith, though, is part. I remember, like in the book, she also part of her struggle is like, am I just repeating what I did with Gavilar with Dalinar? Mm-hmm. Like he's another like strong, unyielding, uncompromising man who like has a vision and is going for this, and I'm like keeping the kingdom running. And yes, I feel differently about Dalinar. My feelings feel more real. But am I just doing the same thing? And her becoming the bondsmith for the sibling, I think, firmly says, no, mm-hmm. you're not just doing the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. It's and like you're not just the one who has to be in control, making sure the party happens while my husband is off. Yeah. Doing his like mm-hmm. his terrible business and is not interacting. Where it's sort of like with Dalinar, it's sort of like, no, he he cares about making sure the business gets done. And yeah. he is a domineering person, but he's not he and doesn't he, try to <laughs> run rough shot over people. And it's sort of like mm-hmm. and he never does that with Navani. Yeah. And no. even though it also reframes it because like I think in a couple, it's okay if you have like different responsibilities. Yeah. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. Dalinar doesn't have a head, like she mentions, like he doesn't think, oh, I should go have dinner with Queen Fen because she might feel neglected. Like yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. clue into that. And so Navani does that for him. But mm-hmm. it's just more of a like relationship of equals and us like sharing yeah. our strengths than like, oh, like it's the gavel our show and I'm like the stage manager. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what she becoming a bondsmith was. Like they became yeah. equals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Measurably. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like she was like queen of Urethiru because Dalinar was king of Urethiru. Now it's like it's really like she is queen of Urethiru. She is very much queen of Urethiru. <laughs> yeah. The leader of this tower. Definitely. Yeah. Um yep. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yep. I want to quickly mention, because we did talk about three characters here. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Renard didn't get a, a lot of like screen time in this book, but I feel like he had a lot of importance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was... I, I love that the cast is kind of realizing how instrumental his powers are in mm-hmm. disrupting future sight and how big of a tool that is. And we really saw Taravangian clocking that. But also we are now getting, you know, Renarin saying like, this is an important thing and we need to have more of this. And now we're going to have Relaine coming on yeah, as another enlightened Relaine. truth mm-hmm. watcher. Which yeah. is cool. Um, I know we have multiple people in this chat who are on the same page in terms of like Relaine and Renarin would be such a Relaine and for life. They should, they should absolutely date. date. Please, Brandon, I know you don't watch these, but you need to watch this clip where I tell you they would be so cute together. Are you you saying Brandon doesn't want to watch uh, over two hour long podcasts about his own books? Uh, Yeah, I am hoping we get more of Renarin in the future, but Mm -hmm. I loved the little scenes that we did get. Yeah. And like, I just love the visuals of his powers, like the stained glass, like future oh. visions stay glass is just an aesthetic it's I, always cool i, I love yeah. so he yeah. and he can now like pull them up like with mm-hmm. with effort and, and so cool make Summon it happen like he's learning more about his powers like ah, oh. so wonderful. yeah no Do- and, and like just the fact that he was like because like relaine has that scene at the beginning with kaladin like pressuring mm-hmm. an honor spread to consider forming a bond with Relaine and Relaine rejects that. Mm-hmm. But then like, I don't know, like Renarin like does it in a different way where he's just like, Oh, I know someone who's worthy. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it, it, it was like, Hey, take a look at this person. I think you'll like them rather than as like, go bond that person. That happened yeah. twice. This was like, this was like a one, two, three. This was the honor spren, and then it was the sibling, and then it was like right. someone accident. Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, and in both times, like the first two, it's sort of like, 
the honors friend don't like singers and i feel forced into this sure i'll take a look at this relaying guy and it's sort of like and in, and in, in the sibling it was like the sibling is like i don't want a human and it's like what about a singer just any random singer we have one of those um and then it's like <laughs> oh like cautiously yeah, I guess. interested like, that's like, like i i could try i could try, I could and- try with with that person like it's fine because like they're not human yeah like that's like that's like the the, the worst of the best of the worst options the mm-hmm. yeah and then at the end it's sort of like here's someone who's excited about relaine and is like what you are i love it like this is exactly the position in the in the story and the place like you are the bridge between people you don't belong like in like the same way that i don't belong that means we belong together and it was just like enthusiastic i want this with you um and just to go off on that point i think and i'm just realizing this now the difference too is like Mm-hmm. So when Kaladin was doing it, it was just, oh, Relaine is part of Bridge 4. So mm-hmm. he should be a Windrunner. And yeah. with the sibling, it was, oh, he's like the non-human who's on our side. So he should do it. <laughs> Whereas I feel yeah. Renarin was thinking about Relaine as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who Relaine yeah. actually is. And like going off of that, it's like Relaine is still Bridge 4 because Renarin is still yeah. Bridge 4. Yeah. Like, no. Corrupted Truth Watchers <laughs> are still Bridge 4. So yeah. like I, I just want to read like a couple lines from like yes. when Toomey first shows up. And it's like, yes. it's like, keep fighting, a voice said in his head. Salvation will be relaying listener, bridger of minds. I have been sent to you by my mother at the request of Renarin, son of thorns. I have watched you and seen your worthiness. Speak the words and do not despair. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like, That's pretty it's, good. The fact that they so both have good. titles, it's That's so good. good. Mm-hmm. Bridger of Minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's I'm like going back up. to like the excerpts from the uh, diagram, there has to be an answer. What is the answer? Stop. The Prashendi, one of them. Yes, they are the missing piece. Push for the Alethi to destroy them outright before this one obtains their power. It will form a bridge. Oh, really oh, interesting. I don't think... Good. I don't think that's it, but I like the idea. But I don't think yeah. that's what that refers. There are multiple, there are multiple Parshendi who have mm-hmm. sort of done that a little bit. There's Venli and the Reachers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now the Reachers are like, we're in, but only for the listeners. Um, and, oh, interesting. I I like it. Um, I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put my tally behind that one. I think that this refers to Ash and I getting a void sprint and creating the Everstorm. I think that that's what the bridge they're talking about is and why they want to be destroyed. I like the idea, Ian, and I like the connection with the bridge, but I don't think that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, is it is very interesting. And I yeah. am super curious. A, I have definitely clocked the fact that we talked about there were three Truth Watchers and we've only identified two of them and I want to know who mm-hmm. the third Truth Watcher is. Right. Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I'm also really curious about the differences between like even the names like Gliss and Toomey are such different names than our other misprint that we see, which is dreaming though awake. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. Super different. It feels like mm-hmm. they, they talk really differently too. Like mm-hmm. they almost have some, some of the like ink spren inflections about this will right. be salvation will be. And even Renarin does it once. Like, I wonder if he's like picking up on Gliss's inflections a little bit, mimicking the way that he speaks. Um, 
so I'm just curious what's going on there because they are supposed to be mist spren since they're yes truth watchers, but they're so different from yeah. dreaming them awake. Yes, Ian. <laughs> Realized one of the things that really frustrated me. Miss friend being Radiant's friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> Brandon told you specifically, right? Well, like, someone else asked, like, in a previous, like, exchange. And I, when I, the one time I met him, like, I brought it up and it was like, about how it frustrated me. And he was like, yeah. And then, like, didn't, like, Bob's don't, are not ironclad. Canon always beats yeah. Bob's. That's, that's what is, yep. we, that's what we have. Rhythm like, of war. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I'm glad he made this because it retroactively makes my theory correct that they were the Truth Watchers friend. But... <laughs> Like, and all the retrospective pattern bobs where Brandon was just straight up lying. Uh, but, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. a pattern. It was a pattern. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm so curious what Gliss and Toomey would look like in the cognitive realm, too. I don't know. I know. What What about if we bring them to the physical? Again. Better. Stop. <laughs> no. Bad. Cancel. Every time people talk about, oh, what about when a sprint comes like fully into the physical world and they mean like the blades and stuff. But like, you know, it's, it's takes like on a new now, meaning now. At at the end of Rhythm Horror. of War, now it's like no. <laughs> Although we not want mm -mm. I, I think, yeah, like we distinguish between them coming to the physical with a bond versus coming to the physical. And coming out of the physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but and disintegrating on entry. Uh, that was so <laughs> creepy. Well, that'll be a whole podcast in and of itself. Because what the hell? But yep. uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about Venley and the listeners because I really liked how that ended up. That like, yes. Lane going on his different path. <laughs> I, I really liked that. I really liked. Oh, I loved the moment when Venley revealed to Leshwi that she mm -hmm. has a bond that was in one of my awesome uh, crazy moments in yeah. rhythm of war mm -hmm. where venley just like is like what have you done and then scene break what a troll brandon uh and then <laughs> like, and and just like oh. bows right yeah and Lashley's like if they're they've come back and it's ha oh, so good i love it and it's like do you know this honor spread it's like yeah the honor spread are all dead rip uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> is like so like overwhelmed with emotion like she falls to the ground like, what happened with the singers and the spread oh it's crazy I'm so like curious when she first sees though she like hums to i think it's the rhythm of destruction and i still don't know why she mm -hmm hum to the rhythm of destruction and then she's like overwhelmed with joy right afterwards but maybe because she's remembering the destruction maybe like the like, like loss because i think brandon wants you to think that like oh she's angry and she's gonna like kill yeah the purpose is the fake out i just don't know what the explanation right. is yeah it just it doesn't nope. make yeah. as much sense to me in hindsight yeah it's like leshwi hummed immediately to destruction and grabbed venley by the face it's a little weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm just mm -hmm. like I kind of like wonder like Leshwi doesn't have the original rhythms anymore, right? She does a tune one like during that mm -hmm. scene. Like it's like after like she finds out like she attunes to after one of the yeah. Rhythm. I'm just like mm -hmm. you know it's sort of like this is this is like just weird and um what's mm -hmm. doylist it, maybe it's uh, no it's Watsonian shoot um okay. <laughs> It's like I th I think it's just like the the simple but unsatisfying answer is just like she 
Maybe it was Justin Shock. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm just like I'm like I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I don't know what I'm saying. It's that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Um, mm-hmm. it's like her first instinct is like she has to reach for the old rhythms, but like the odium rhythms are like what's just like the first thing. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like she grabs just like the odium equivalent of shock, and you know, and that's makes sense. That's mm-hmm. that's just the the first and only thing that makes sense to me. Just mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that's very plausible. I love the moment where, like, there's the fighting breaking out and Ven, like, Leshri's just like, don't worry, I know what to do, voice. And we have a fused on, like, I mean, the Mm -hmm. listeners are kind of like a third faction. They're not, like, the radiant side, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's a fused against Odium, and that is really awesome. Hey, remember how Leshri... Remember how Leshwe like turned against Odium to save Kaladin's life, and then the <laughs> lives of like humans in the tower? Like, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm also I... thinking like when the next time she dies and goes back to Braze, what's gonna I mean, happen to her then, then as she's a traitor fused? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's like she wants to die anymore. I think she will just be destroyed by anti void light. Like that is what they will do. Yeah. Like this is her yeah. last life for sure. Yeah. Unless like she, she survives through the resolution of the whole odium thing. Yeah. So from a writer perspective, I think the Vanley arc really impresses me how Brandon pulled it off because it's so introspective. Like Vanley mm-hmm. does very little. She does <laughs> a lot true. of watching. She does yeah. a lot of watching, and a lot of her conflict is with herself. It's internal. True. Um, like, she does have some external conflicts with dealing with, like, you know, Raboniel and Leshwi and, you know, the subterfuge kind of. But for the most part, it's an internal conflict. And I think that's probably also partly why Brandon needed to lean on Nivani, because I don't think Venli, where she's at right now, could have supported a whole book as mm-hmm. the... Mm. like main plot arc just because it was so internal but the fact that he pulled it off so well i think is mm. a test because that's hard to like write that plot arc and make it compelling and interesting i really really enjoyed one of the more active things she did though which was experimenting with those stone shaping powers because mm-hmm. seeing see, learning just a tiniest bit about the history of the earliest dawn singers and their ability to have at one point had a power to shape stone was one of the most awesome just like single page scenes in the entire book what is going on with that uh, we might be actually about to say the same thing like the way her oath got rejected her oath got oh, rejected yeah. it was the same thing mm-hmm. yeah that was a yeah i was like cool. i knew it because it's sort of like this was like a moment of like she's like well i know what the oath is i'm just gonna say it and then cultivation's like you didn't really challenge yourself did and you cultivation you is accepting cultivation yes. not a feminine voice not yep. it's mm-hmm. not all anyway not the storm it was just it was just like looking at Venley and what she was willing to risk, which was nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at that time, but she, at the time, she was afraid. She was like, "I know what I have to do, but I'm not going to do it." But I know what the right thing is, so that's it, right? That that's enough. No, but you then- gotta you gotta put yourself on the line in order to in order to uphold this oath that you're trying to swear. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, your oath is not accepted. <laughs> yeah, but like then that. The scene at the end where it's like the voice is like your words Fenley are now accepted is just like yeah, Ooh, yeah. it's yeah. like oh they made that so mm-hmm. satisfying and we could heal yeah. Venley's mom too with uh maybe a light mm-hmm. spren 
possibly yeah. Yeah. that happens like mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah yeah i love that venley because like part of her big character conflict is she's so impatient in some ways like she wants to be like the best and the most powerful and everything like right now and so mm-hmm. i think forcing her to wait and be patient was a really do know, the work and not just the get the shortcut do the work she she is the kid in school who's like smart and like won't show their work mm-hmm. on the math test because they just mm-hmm. like get, get the answer stuff. and yeah. they're like no you still need to practice and like yeah I have no idea what the listeners are going to do for book five, though. Like, that's that's the thing that, like, like I kind of understand Calden, uh, like, and Zeth, mm-hmm. right? And Shalon and Yasna kind of get that. What Dalinar is doing other than the Battle of Champions? No idea. But what, what? I have no idea what the listeners are going to do, but it's probably a big deal. So listeners are probably going to do something with the fact that Chasm Fiends are sentient, maybe? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that part. That yeah, right. Real. For that matter, Lark, uh, Cherry Cherry talked in that yep. whole interlude. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I was going to talk about like the fact that the Reachers are probably going to go do their whole a bigger a bigger scale uh, bonding with the listeners because yeah. they're mm-hmm. like they they're like we don't want to side with Odium. Oh, look at this! A whole group of like not Odium associated non humans mm-hmm. humans. Humans are whack. We're gonna try. We're gonna try the listeners again. We like them better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do hope that like <laughs> over time, like reachers do start bonding humans again, and then like other friend types start bonding listeners. The, the, yeah, the spread, I don't want it to be segregated. The you know, yeah. in general, really care about the the race differences, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got to get some answers about. I mean, the recreants and uh, I would hope we would learn what the singers did to the spren, but that might be back half stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is voiceover Feather letting you know that that interlude we cut about Dawn Shard spoilers is about to start in just a few seconds. Please skip to two hours and 28 minutes if you don't wish to see it. Enjoy. And our thinking on this has evolved as we've understood more about the the back jacket write-ups yeah 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 but initially in way of kings the back jacket says i think something along the lines of one of these will save us and one of these will may destroy us or something like that so i've always kind of been watching the main three based on that um to be like is one of these three going to be the big villain potentially of the back and I've become more and more convinced that's probably not going to happen because it doesn't seem to be where Brandon is going. But the suspicion that, like, Shalon, I'm pretty sure Kaladin is going to stay a hero, but that that Shalon or Dalinar in some form or someone could end up in a different position in the back five hasn't really left me entirely. So, so, so Matt, you haven't read Donchard, have you? I have. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I know we're like, not doing Donchard spoilers, but like, uh, they, they talk we, about this. Yeah. Explicitly. Mm. They, like, oh, they literally do. talk about this. Yeah. They talk about exactly yeah. this thing. Uh, do, do we want to like uh, insert well, no. some Donchard spoilers? Sidebar? But... Do we want to do well, a sidebar? Well, that's why. So what I was saying is, as we've learned more about the back mm. things, <clears throat> like I put mm-hmm. less stock in the actual words of the back thing because I know who's writing them. And I know they're talking about a very specific thing but the Mm. theme that was introduced by them hasn't left me so that's why i wasn't thinking of it in the dawn shard light because i wasn't taking it 
literally from the you weren't back. kicking like Yasmin the first um at yeah. their word that they're yeah. totally right about everything i mean yeah. they can't be right about everything that's true yeah man how am i gonna edit this part i don't know sorry <laughs> honestly not that not much don shard rhythm of war overlap all things considered so it's like yeah. it's mostly yeah. okay but yeah i don't know yeah sorry i i was i wasn't thinking of it it that way yeah, because... I mean, the guy says exactly this yeah, I know. He's like, like, he says... and salinar is the one who's going to destroy us yeah, I, was I was like, like oh there you oh. go i guess yeah. we just know that now okay yeah <laughs> cool yeah there's a mystery he was talking specifically Dalinar's going to destroy the yeah. sleepless that is not the impression i got oh, oh. Yeah, I no. thought that was going to be... Wasn't like, it us all? Wasn't it like destroy us all? Was that the language? Mm. Like, one of them may save us. One of them will destroy us. And we thought oh, initially okay. it was like Zeth, right? The, going into Words of Radiance. Yeah. I, that's yeah. kind of what I thought. Oh, yeah. But like uh, now with remember. the first, like now he's like saying, oh, no, no, no. Oh, he's of honor. That's why he will destroy us. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. can we say that Teravangian being Odium was Zeth's fault in a little bit? Yes. We can count that. We can put yeah. that against him, that's right? Trauma, yeah. though. That's, he was traumatized. I feel so bad for Zeth. Yep. He's like, he, he acted that way because Teravangian manipulated him so bad in the past. And like that's like a trauma response of like the, I'm not going to yeah. let my abuser hurt me anymore. Like that was that, that, was that moment. Well. And even though like plot wise, it wasn't correct. It was yeah. like, it was a good character was known. Known. Seth was very in his rights to not trust Teravangian. That's true. Yeah. That's true. No, it, Definitely. he is right. In the moment. In the moment, first read, I was like, no, just, just this one chance, just just this one time, give him a chance. But in hindsight, I'm like, no, you did the right thing, baby. Don't trust him. <laughs> Don't trust him. And with that, Donshot spoilers are finished. If you are an audio listener skipping forward, you are now safe to resume the podcast. Please enjoy our final thoughts. There's so much happening. Um, So we've been talking a really long time. Let's, uh, there, there will be a whole nother podcast. And there will be many, 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 many more podcasts. Uh, I just want to point out they were there will be a lot of things. Uh, although it'll be more weekly, but I want to uh, be many, 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 many more podcasts. Uh, I just want to point out they were there will be a lot of things. Uh, although it'll be more weekly, but I want to uh, if there's any last subject that you want to talk about or more finalish thoughts. I loved one of the things I loved about. Navani's arc is her kind of working through who she is as a person and also in relation to different people in her family. And the fact that she got to look Moash in the face <laughs> after he killed yeah. her son. And have journey before the destination. Journey before destination, you bastard. Is it's just <laughs> like, it's really good. And it, it's a line that you're leading up to it and you can feel it coming like yeah in your and then when it actually happens you're still just like yes <laughs> yeah get wrecked Marsh. it was just such a good arc and raboniel was such a good foil oh. for her and like their relationship was so touching like their mutual respect um but like the culmination in that moment i just thought was yeah like that was the in Oathbringer, Dalinar had the moment where he like opened the perpendicularity and mm -hmm. journey before destination, you bastard, I felt was like that moment for this <laughs> book. Yeah. Erythra flooding with light on oh, every yeah. floor. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and like trying to think like rationally about why this book works so well for me. Mm-hmm. I really like the activation of large-scale magical effects. <laughs> like, turning your ear through on, like, uh, the restoration of Elantris and Elantris. That, that was pretty great. That was pretty but, good. Like, I also love it when there's a song associated with it. And I'm just like... <laughs> which you think is a very niche thing. But the Pokemon movies did it at least twice that I can think of. <laughs> you might think that this is, you know, obscure and never happens, but there are two Pokemon movies. Two. Also, Maybe like, more. Not There's a lot of them. Activate <laughs> Eric's trap card, but restoring Bayou to Mishram might be another such moment of a big magical I, effect. I, I am Who so knows excited. It like big final battle and Bayou to Mishram. What more do I need in a book? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. My final thoughts is like Raboniel and Lesh, we really did something that I thought I never knew that I thought we needed, but mm-hmm. when we got it, it was like this perfect, we needed to see the fused's point of view. Mm-hmm. We needed, you know, it's sort of like, we didn't need this to be like from the human's point of view for the first few books leading up to this, it's like, oh, like the the final battle is coming and it's going to be so scary and it's going to be like the biggest battle we've ever seen. And then the fused come back and then they are so tired and mm. they like they've been they've been having the same arguments they've been having for generations, like literal millennia, like these people have existed. And, you know, like they are they're they're ready for it to be done. They're like, they're not like these cardboard cutout villains of like, we're going to wreak havoc and destruction because that's all we care about is killing humans and da 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 da. They just, Mm -hmm. they're like, we originally were in this because like, we really believed that this, that the singers deserve this world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it's been thousands and thousands of years and we're tired. And the, the sane ones, the ones who are like the most sane are just like, we need this to be over now. And like, that was such. It was such a really, I just strongly feel we needed to see th- this humanizing moment from from the antagonist point of view. I don't even want to call them all villains because like this was so, this was so humanizing. It like it really made the the fused and singers into people. And it's like, I like, we really needed this. This was good. This was such like I I can understand like we we needed something fresh and new. We needed to see the other side of like this big buildup of ooh big scary bad guy. I I do have one more thing. Okay, and it's another <laughs> um, Navanian sibling thing because I am Navanian sibling trash. Yep. But <laughs> they're like after like they've bonded and like they're trying to like reactivate everything like there's like a very like quick going back interchange between Navani and the sibling Mm -hmm. where the sibling is like, okay, like this is all very complicated. And like Navani is instantly like, Oh, pressure, pressure of Abiel there, blah, 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 there. It's like, yes. And then she goes on. It's really good. Even bigger. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because in the past, like the, the past radiance didn't have the understanding of fabrial technology that Nivani does. This is the first bondsmith the sibling has ever had that knows what to do when <laughs> they are bonded. Like always before, yeah. like the sibling had to teach them a whole bunch of stuff before they were even like 
competent. Like, and she is way more than competent. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, yes. Mm-hmm. That moment Super is great. Good. I, um, it would be remiss of me to, before we sign off, not mention that I loved both of the nail scenes in this book <laughs> of him, you know, going up and attacking Dalinar. And then that also, scene was great. That, yeah, was that scene was wonderful. And like Dalinar, lighting up the oath pact in front of everybody that was kind of cool um and then also like nails whole thing in the vinley flashback was was also amazing best flashback Um, funny just in case y'all forgot that i'm also trash for nail he was wonderful Um, what about your other trash oh gosh have i forgotten a trash fave race oh i mean we kind of talked about the ghost i'm sad that it's coming i'm glad it's coming to an end Race holds Zydekar in reverence, and you know, we can't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Once again, kept Lyft in a cage and delivered her onto. Oh, that doesn't matter. He's a villain. That's a villain thing. (laughs) She does bad things, you know? She's not into him because he does good things. (laughs) But yeah, like moving into book five, I'm really excited to see more Zeth. And I feel like we've been set up for a very, very intense end of this this section of stormlight i need it mm-hmm. yeah i've got a prediction that i'm just gonna throw out there for all my right, last do, it. do it uh final battle uh as a mirror i think that's happening that's the only major piece of territory that's left the mink makes a whole comment where he goes what would i get stuck in a siege there that looks terrible and <laughs> like and, and like Dalinar is explicitly worrying like oh man Odium's gonna make one more big play for land and that's basically they're not gonna go for Thalen City you know like that's already <laughs> in the south they don't they don't go, they already lost that one yeah I yeah. think that this is it and my other thing is can't wait to see what's gonna happen with L because what what didn't talk about that at all yeah we didn't talk about L at all like what the human lover <laughs> scary <laughs> Yeah. Very scary. I, I, I hope he's not just going to die in a book. I, I would not want there to be new fused antagonists that just die each book like a villain of the. I don't like that. I, don't yeah, like I think this is like Lesian walked so that L can run. It's yeah. sort of the villain, the villain thing that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Hope so. Like I said, I'm still team. I think the Odium conflict is first half. So even wow. I don't think that's changed now that Teravangian has taken over. This book was really great. There's so much to talk about. I know we didn't talk about everything. Uh, there's going to be an entire another podcast about this featuring Evgeny, Grace, uh, Ben. Uh, I think Josh eh, Joshua's on that. Like lots mm-hmm. of people. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk so much. Uh, for me, uh, I don't think it tops Oathbringer for me because uh, I really like the ending of that book. This ending was really good though. Uh, but holy crap, there's so much to talk about. And I am, honestly, I think the biggest problem with the book is that this is like a big old prologue for book five. And I am ready for book five. Calden mm-hmm. and Shalon are ready for real bad things to happen. And it is not going to go well. Like this is, this is, I'm yeah. terrified. And uh, what is going on? And oh, by the way, uh, this is going off what we said before. It's like, nah. Not enough Xianat. Look, there was apparently an unmade in Shinovar. We're gonna we're gonna get unmade stuff. Hundred yeah. percent in book five. Super Just, exciting. Uh what is going on with that? But yeah, I'm I'm into this. Uh I, I really do want book five as ASAP though. Like I 
now it's this is very much the most like I don't want to say sequel bait, but like we're clearly setting up for a very clear like mm -hmm. sort of thing. Whereas the past Stormlight books, it's felt like we have a conclusion. I'm not really sure what's happening next. Like that's kind of how yeah. I felt for Way mm -hmm. of Kings, Words of Radiance mm -hmm. and Oathbringer. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what the main plot's going to be. Yeah. I kind of know what the main plot's going to be in book five. Yeah. Which <laughs> is very natural because things have to wrap up next book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like things have to start yep. converging. We yep. have to converging. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Things aren't wrapping up, but they are coming together. Yep. So it's sort of like mm -hmm. at the end of a TV series and they have two episodes and one is mm -hmm. ending part one and there's ending part two. And we've yep. just done part one. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had honestly internalized how much it is really two five book series until I read this book. Seriously, like, oh, seriously yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. this yeah. book makes it very clear that it's like, there is going to be a dramatic conclusion in the next book. What's up? Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. settle the terms for that, by the way. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess we're doing that. I have a really quick, funny confession that I okay. have to make before. Sure. So uh, when Brandon said that this book was structured a little bit more like Way of Kings, I originally thought that that meant that the big finale was in part four and that part five was going to be like a little epilogue because yeah. that's the way it is in Way of yeah, Kings. I know, and so true, like we had the big we chose moment. I was like, that was a cool, that wasn't really a Brandon Avalanche, but that was cool. I'm I'm good. I'm good. This, I, this then, book can end now. And then it was not over. That's probably <laughs> why I like this book better than Way of Kings because it's like, I, I think it executed the characters splitting up better, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. I like this. Mm. No. Way of he King definitely Block, took so what he rhythm. learned writing Words <laughs> so of Radiance and Oathbringer. Good, good run. Oh, and, boy. Yeah. All right. Another thing I want more of, sorry, is, mm -hmm. and I don't think we're going to get it, is the thing. Uh huh. We didn't get a lot of Kaladin, Adolin, and Shallan together. Like, the I three know. of them oh. together are just so fun. And we yeah. got a lot of that in Oathbringer. Not yeah. much here, and it's not looking yeah. like we're gonna. I don't know. Yeah, got, but what yeah. we got in Rhythm of War, it was sort of like it almost feels like these. They were so intentional about like part one and the beginning of part two. It's sort of like listen, the plots in this book are going to take them far away from each other, so I have to make sure that they get like together. Like that's almost what it feels like. It's sort of like, but they are so good when they when they're in when they're in the same space together. I, I yeah. wonder how they're going to get uh, together in like, because we, we got to see those three all being awesome together. Like, I, I just, oh, there's yeah. so many. How's it going to be 10 days? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I'm trying to also, trust Brandon. More, but... more Renarin with the, the main group, too. He's been away from them. All <laughs> I, for, I, I think <laughs> we're going to have, I think it might be bigger than Battle of Thalem Field here. Book five. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know there will be riots in the comment like the like the Dawn Chart <laughs> episode with us not doing who's that Cosmere character. But our raw file is three hours, seven minutes. So please excuse us for it will be less for you. But uh the the more the longer the raw file is, the more there is to cut of like talking over each other. But uh we're skipping who's that Cosmere character. We'll try and get it in on the next uh Rhythm of War reactions, which will not be a week from now. It'll be, uh, I think, probably sometime the weekend of Thanksgiving, probably, I think. Something like that. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed us blabbing. Obviously, we really like Brandon books a lot. And it's like, yeah, this mm, new, new Cosmere. So that's great. So these are all our opinions and stuff. Put your opinions in the comments. That sounds cool. 
come to 17char.com for all your discussion that you want or come to our Discord. We got lots of stuff. We'll, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon because, man, editing all these is a lot. Right, right, Alex? Right, Alex? It really is. Uh, yep. Especially when they're three hours long. I am jealous of Brandon's Writing Excuses podcasts that are like, wow, a half hour podcast? That's cute. That's that's <laughs> really cute. Uh <laughs> But sometimes well, patrons get fun behind the scenes stuff. Sometimes, so. sometimes, couple, sometimes maybe some little fun things every every so often. But there's there's plenty more to talk about. There's plenty more podcasts to talk uh, about with all this stuff, and we will be doing this for a while. We're, we're I think we're set to lost metal. Uh, that's that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're good. It's fair. I think the catchphrase of this this <laughs> podcast is there will be a podcast about that. There will so. there, yeah. there will be a podcast. Like every <laughs> yes, everything. Every uh, topic. Yep. We have lots to say. So we will see you all next time. Peace. Bye. Bye. Don't forget Navani Colin Best Colin in the comments below. <laughs> Seven News Fair does not endorse that message. I'll yeah. just do this. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> stay up there, all right? If you're going to be up there, you got to stay up there. Is she on top of your tower? Yes. <laughs> but it's nice and warm. She loves it up there. Thankfully, it's liquid cooled, so it doesn't need all of the fans. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, I used to get 2K laptops. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a cat or like eldritch monstrosities it's like we tentacles going into view <laughs> i was chilling with like horizon and she was you know it's a- <laughs> i didn't know the tales there right. we tucked it to the other side hopefully she'll keep it over there. all right dalish i'm telling you put the tail back <laughs> all right naughty I don't know if you guys could see the sparkling happening. Uh, oh, She's I saw sniffing it. the light, and her collar is like reflecting. Oh. <laughs> I, figured that I was, was wondering what that was. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, I was like, like yeah. why is there a spotlight color? on your face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> it's not a Hopefully. truth watcher. It's not a misprint. Yeah, that's my misprint, guys. <laughs>